Johnny, you phonic. This is the Patriots pregame show presented by Duncan. Harmon on a blitz. Goff throws it to the right. Gilmore's there. Intercepted at the four. Harmon forced the pick, and Gilmore comes up with it. The Patriots pregame show is the world's largest virtual tailgate, featuring fans of the six-time Super Bowl champion New England Patriots. Brady on her center. Gives to Michelle. Runs it left. A dive to the end zone. Touchdown, Patriots. Michelle for six. That's the offense I know. That's the offense we love! Hardy, Paul Perillo, and Mike Dassault are here to do the grilling as your host. This week, the Patriots close out their regular season on the road against the Miami Dolphins. James White cuts it up to the right arm, cuts it upfield, driving forward! It's diving to the goal line! It's the And a title for the Patriots! I can't believe it! Hardy, Paul Perillo, and Mike Dassault deuce, deuce. are here to get you ready for the game. It's football time, fellas. Let's get into it. Now, live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, Patriots Nation, welcome to the Patriots pregame show presented by Duncan. Welcome in. It's week 18. Patriots wrap up the regular season today with a visit to the Miami Dolphins. It's Hardy Paul Perillo and Mike Dussault alongside, uh, well, the Mats, uh, Marine Matt, LaPan, everybody involved with the uh, Patriots pregame show. Fueled by Duncan, we welcome you in. First question off the uh, off the jump here, gentlemen. What's with all the candy? Is this the time of year where people bring in the candy they got for Christmas and they don't want and they just bring it, it in? And, uh, Are you complaining about it? Yeah, yeah. I want the Duncan and that's it. Just the you take your sea salt with almond and put that over there. <laughs> Same thing with your saltwater taffy. Here, let me do everybody a favor. That's where that goes. What are we doing? Don't, don't, I don't even want to look at that yes, crap. Don't, don't hey, touch the peanut hey, butter cups. We, we eat those peanut butter cups during the week. We like those a you lot. You watch yourself. <laughs> okay, I won't throw it. No, the Reese's, I would not believe me. Careful. careful. Yeah, that's, that's the best stuff. thing going. Mm-hmm. Trees at Christmas time, the eggs. We'll have the, we'll have the hearts here in, a, in another Brown week or two. Eggs. But the eggs. The thickness. The extra eggs. thickness. Oh. You know, well, it's, it's more peanut one. butter. Yeah. They get oh, the local. peanut butter eggs. to chocolate ratio right mm. yes. in these seasonal reasons. 100%. Yes. That's, 100%. That's how that's we know. All right. So that'll do it. Uh, enjoy the game. <laughs> we hope you join us for the post-game show. Uh, or or not. <laughs> or not. Whatevs. Whatevs. Depending we'll see on you next week. Yeah, depending on uh, you know what you think about this game today, how interested are you in this game today, or are you more interested in other outcomes? Paul Perillo. I am more interested in other outcomes because that's the only way the Patriots can really get affected. Um, if the wrong teams don't win the games elsewhere, the Patriots win will just solidify their spot at the five seed. So yeah. Buffalo, right? You know, 425 start, Buffalo plays the Jets, and without anything going right there, in other words, the Jets pulling off an upset, it doesn't really matter anything anything else. Yeah, we've already got some interesting games going on. The Browns are up 14-zip on the Bengals, so if the Bengals were to lose, the Patriots were to win, that's who you're playing next week. So definitely have an eye on that one. But I'm interested in this Patriots game just to – you know, as a, as a as a bookend to this season and, you know, the Patriots team that we saw in week one and, you know, good Patriots, bad Patriots this year. I just love to see a good game on the road, not the bad Patriots, not a slow start, not the untimely penalties, uh, getting takeaways, not giving it away. Just if they can just play a good, clean game, I'd like to see them just put a nice end to this regular season. They have a game next week for sure. They'll need their best, but... Uh, we'll get into it with the keys in terms of you know trying to build a little bit of, of momentum. Just watching a little bit um, real quickly before we do the, the keys, the Week 18 games appear to be largely a train wreck. <laughs> Just you know, kind of looking around, some of the games that don't involve anything of any substance, like, um, for example, the Giants and Washington game has been um, really, really bad. Uh, 
you know, th- there's just been a lot of kind of bad football teams playing out the, the string. Even some playoff teams like last night, you know, Philadelphia playoff team didn't really play the game at all with any level of competitiveness. So it, it hasn't been great for the whole, uh, you know, let's add a game and let them play a little bit extra crowd. Yeah, yeah, not not great for the people who want the expansion. But, you know, to your point, Deuce, it is interesting as a, as a bookend. When you're looking at the, the team that lost to the Dolphins in week one, some people thought that's a game that you have to win. I, I approached it, I think, a little more, I don't know, rationally by saying, I don't know. I have no idea what Mac Jones is going to be like. I don't know what this team is going to be like with, with the additions that they made, as good as they all look on paper. And... Uh, come to find out after six weeks, well, maybe that loss was just uh, about who they are. They have proven a, uh, you know, that not to be the case by having a real strong middle of the season and an impressive performance last week to put themselves into the playoffs. But now, just from you know, knowing that they lost at home to this team week one, all things being equal, this is a game that the Patriots should win today. Yeah. They are the better football team some 17 weeks later, don't you think, Paul? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what the I don't know what Miami's going to have with them today. I don't really expect them to put up much of a fight. To be but if they were both you. putting their best teams, then I'd out say on the it was field. a dead even game, just like I thought in Week One. Hmm. Uh, I think that the two teams are both okay. They have flaws. Um, I think they both need to play on their terms. I think Miami has a lot of similarities um, to the Patriots in that regard. I don't think Tua is built to, you know, be engineering two score comebacks in the second half with you know without the running game or without him being able to sort of use those RPOs, the quick throws to get the ball to Jalen Waddle and short yardage, um, you know, things like that. I don't. I think there's a lot of similarities between the two teams. I, I think the Patriots are probably, uh, you know, a little bit better in terms of. I, I think they're they're better coached with Bill Belichick, um, and uh, they're probably a little bit more uh, veteran laden than Miami. But I, I think there's a lot of similarities between the two teams. I just would say, I mean, I think how this game goes, I mean, I know the playoff game will be largely how we kind of define this season, but I just think if you come out of this game and you lose to Miami, you've lost three straight to Miami. Did you come in second in the division? Yes, but, you know, you lost both games to to the Dolphins. Uh, I just, I think it's just said something about, you know, the team and where they're headed. And if you go next week and you fight hard, but you lose, and then you say, wow, you know, this really was a Patriots team that only could kind of win when it was on their terms on, a, on an overmatched team. Uh, not to say that I don't think the Dolphins will be will be overmatched today, but I, I think that the Patriots should should win this game. I think I they're a tough team, um, and I think it'll be worth something if they do get the win. Not you know, I'm not going to start the, the, the fanfare for them, but I do think there's something to be said to go down into Miami, tough place to play, win on the road again. They've been good on the road this year, but you know, just do it in the way, like you said, like that first game, you saw some of the elements that all season long will kind of haunt them in their bad games. The you know, untimely turnover by Damian Harris, the inability of the defense to, you know, get a stop there at the end and give the offense one last chance. So those are things that continue to pop up. I just like to see those issues be fixed, come out, play hard, and uh, and get a win. It'd be it'd be a good thing to. Yeah, I agree with Mike that I think it's a game really that they should win. Um, I I don't see there's not a lot of. I, I just can't imagine there's a lot of incentive on the part of the the Dolphins in this game I think the guys that play will will show up to play and I think they'll give effort but I just don't see them having a lot to play for and there's a difference between like I thought Philadelphia for you know as an example played hard last night but you know they were overmatched and I kind of look at it that way I don't know what Miami's going to have for personnel today maybe they'll surprise me and maybe they'll come out and they'll play 
uh, as hard as they possibly could and give the Patriots all they can handle. I don't expect that. Yeah. How long can they sustain it? How long do they want to keep just, the effort? Yeah, as you right, get into the second half right. and you're like. I, I think this is as simple as yeah. the Patriots win the first quarter of this game and they will win the game. I really think it's that easy. All right, let's uh, let's do the keys to the game. Alan Pupar is going to be joining us here in a few minutes uh, from SI.com, but we got to get them keys first. Why did you leave the keys up on the table? You wanted to. You've waited all week for it. The whole team's in the locker room right now just listening to this, waiting to hear what you're going to say. Without these keys, the Patriots are destined and doomed to fail. Here are Hardy, Paul, and Mike's keys to the game. Why did I steal your key to the game also? Uh, you have the key. You have the right one. Keys to the game brought to you by Mike Dussel, Paul Perillo, and Hardy. Without these keys, the Patriots are destined to fail. That's why they're listening to us right now in the locker room in Miami. Gentlemen, listen up. Mike Dussel is going to give you the key to victory today. Mike. Uh, yeah, my, it's, it's just built some momentum, and I think I've been touching a little bit on the, uh, the specifics of just not wanting to see the bad Patriots, the untimely turnovers, the untimely penalties, uh, good start. You know, I just want to see the good Patriots come out today. Uh, they're not going to be a tunnel style points, I don't think, but overall I think it's just about getting the win, playing a good football game, kind of carrying over some of the momentum you had from last week, and then, you know, in turn building off of it, winning on the road, you're going to have to win on the road next week in the playoffs if you want to advance. So I think it's a good kind of prep week, but love to just see them play well and have something to kind of come out of this feeling like, all right, we've won two in a row now. We feel like we're back on track. Wherever we have to go play next week, uh, we think we're going to bring some good football. So that's my hope. Build some momentum this week and uh, and carry it into the playoffs. All right. Momentum would be good. I don't know that you're going to have the opportunity in the second half based on a lot of different factors, who's playing, who, the, you know, who Miami puts out on the field, but it's a nice thing to hope for and hope is a good thing sure all right paul key to the game for me it's all about uh, protecting the quarterback protect mac jones i think miami wants to get after the mm. passer i think that they blitz as much uh, if not more than anybody in football um i think they had some success doing that in the opener uh, they limited the patriots to 16 points doing it even though i thought mac jones for the most part held up pretty well to that constant pressure um, I think the Patriots offensive line is better now than it was at the start of the year, um, especially that day. They were sort of scrambling after losing Trent Brown early in the game. So uh, this is, I think, what teams, good teams are going to try to attack the Patriots by, by doing the, the Colts mentality, right? We're going to try to stop the run. We're going to get after the passer, and we're going to try to put the game in Mac Jones's hands. That's what I think that they can expect to see, and it would be nice to see if they could handle that today. Um, by protecting their quarterback. All right. Uh, I think it's about protecting everybody that you can make a case for is important to this team uh, going forward into the postseason. Mac first and foremost, so that is the logical, uh, I guess, microcosm of mine, which is just don't get hurt. Yeah. You know, don't allow Mac to get hurt. Don't allow Hunter Henry to get hurt. Don't allow Jacoby Myers to get hurt. From Andre Stevenson is still de- dealing with a hammy, give him some rest. You know, don't don't allow anything to affect any guy negatively if you can you know as much as you can control and the only way to control it is with reps you know how many reps are these guys going to play and if things are looking like the outcome of the game is largely uh in hand decided oh yeah or the second half i could see like last week if they if the outcome is decided i could see them getting some guys some rest let's do it let's do that I, I, quite frankly, it's it's all about, as we know, that first playoff game, not just for your ability to move on, but for, I think, the mentality of the team. You know, you know you're going to be an underdog going into the first playoff game. You get a win, 
then all of a sudden you're thinking, oh, well, who says we can't take this thing all the way? So, but you got to be healthy. So, yeah, Dante Hightower already, you know, ruled out. So there's an example. Didn't did not make the trip. Right, didn't yeah, make the bit. trip. Um, but on the flip side, you know, Damian Harris looks like he is going to go. Uh, you know, a lot of the uh, the reporters are talking about the group that's been with, you know, the strength guys that are usually enacted, the Devin Asiasis, the role. J.J. Taylor is in that group. Um, and uh, I also found it interesting that the standard activations uh, of the practice squad um, did not include Christian Wilkerson, which tells you that both of those running backs are probably going to be active. This is something I yep. talked about during the week, and it seemed like, <coughs> Mike, you and I were the only two that looked at it this way. <laughs> um, as usual, we had it right. <laughs> but everybody was like, well, you know, Harry stays. You know, like, well, no, like. They needed a running back last week because there was one. I mean, they needed an extra receiver with one of the running backs out. So now I think it's 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 going to be a little bit different. Um, you know, with the two running backs in again, I'm not going to be surprised with Aguilar back. You don't need the extra receiver, and we had to make room for that extra receiver with the two running backs. I think those two running backs are going to be active again with Aguilar. No need for an extra receiver. Yeah, and I think. The other part of that point is keeping Damian Harris that hamstring healthy. Don't you know tweak that maybe, and if JJ can't it isn't part of that, it's uh you know not. I put him really on the sideline today, and use him only if I had to, and by have to I mean Stevenson you know needs a blow or you know is needs to come out of the game for whatever reason, and you uh, have a situation where you need to make a move, and then maybe at the same time even I would say you're looking at the school board and it's like. The Jets and Bills are tied in the third quarter, and you're like, "Hey, we got to do whatever we can to get this game." Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, well, I would, I would let, I would let Damian Harris, dre- you know, suit up and break glass in case of emergency only. <laughs> okay, I like it. Uh, we're going to be going behind enemy lines here in a minute. Do you want to put uh, Patty and Aguam on for like a minute? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I like Patty. So do I, but I, 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 the button, I can't find the button. Here it is. Hi, Pat. Welcome into the Patriots pregame show. <laughs> that, that was Maddie fake. got you. That was <laughs> fake. <laughs> the look on Artie's <laughs> face. <laughs> that faked me out even for a second. I was like, wait, did I just hang up? Yeah, Morell just so, made uh, my list. <laughs> not a list you want to be on. I wanted to ask you guys, wanted to ask you guys about a guy who's not going to be playing today. Uh, kind of sucks. One of my favorite younger players, but um, Kyle Duggar. What do you think his absence might mean to uh, to this game, as far as like the Dolphins with um, Mike Gusecki and their their other tight ends? And um, I'll hang up and listen, guys, so you can get to behind enemy line. Yeah. Uh, well, Sean Davis was promoted from the practice squad. He does have a little bit of experience um, in the league, but it's uh, it's unfortunate. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I we haven't really heard anything about exactly the extent of the injury. I mean, obviously, he was not a practice at all this week. He's not playing. It's a hand injury. I mean, you got to assume he broke his hand. Um, so I think... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are we assuming that? Well, I don't know. I mean, what kind of hand injury knocks you out for a week and then... I don't know. You may, I'm not saying you're wrong. I know, but, I'm, but I, I mean, speculating, I mean... I got a hand bruise. I hope so, but... Got a hand contusion. I don't really worry about this week. I worry about next week. Uh, yeah, that's I, a significant injury. That's what I'm worried I, about. I got to be honest with you. I wasn't all that worried until Deuce just worried me. And, until he starts talking about broken hands. Yeah, that's not going to go away it in a week. It happened. I, I know. All right. Let's uh, go behind enemy lines. Let's do it. 
You know the view from New England. We go behind enemy lines. But what about the view from the other side? And that's why you're our favorite uh, pregame show uh, guest yeah. every year. You guys know you tell everybody that. Oh, yeah. I was on with you guys in 2018, Thursday Night Football. Yep. And I was told I was the favorite guest of the show. <laughs> nope. No. Time now to go behind enemy lines. <laughs> My God, it's coming right for us. A return guest, Alan Pupar, joining us now on the uh, Patriots pregame show, fueled by Duncan. Alan, thanks for being on with us again. How you doing, my friend? I'm I'm doing great. Uh, I, I'm I'm a return guest, but am I the favorite guest or no? No, no. Uh, you 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 may or may not be in the top five. I I you know I'll have to check the rankings, Alan. I mean, it, we don't just throw that stuff around, you know. Loosely. Yeah, I mean, Steve Martin has hosted Saturday Night Live a dozen times. Is he the best host of F- SNL ever? He, he's up there. You know, he's in a conversation. But <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know what you want, Alan. You, you, if we're well, friends, if, fr- if we're, if we're <laughs> friends, we can be honest with each other. That's right. all. Right. That's true. We love, we love having you on. We, uh, we love this. Uh, you know, this position that the Patriots are in with. Um, you know, that knowing that they're going to the postseason, how how are things in Miami? I'm really curious, you know, the way the team started and that middle of the season, uh, you know, a, a nice win streak for the Dolphins there, eerily similar to what the Patriots did. What's the feeling about the team with the Dolphins right now in Miami? Well, it's deja vu all over again, as they say, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we've seen this movie before. I just start slow, make a little run, and then ultimately come up short in the big game and they, they, I mean, they had their shot. I mean, they actually controlled their playoff destiny after they got some help in week 16, and then there came their first really big test against Tennessee last weekend after playing what was really a really soft part of their schedule, and they just got smoked. And here we go again, heading into another offseason with a whole bunch of questions about where is this team, what needs to happen for next year to actually be different for a change. So, it's, yeah, it's, again, it's a movie we've seen before, and it's a pretty depressing movie, actually. Alan, where do you think Tua Tagovailoa falls in those questions this offseason? Oh, he's right at the top. He's going to be honest about things. Um, and here's the thing. He was very efficient during the winning streak, but he wasn't asked to do a whole lot because, again, the, the, the competition wasn't very good and the defense was so dominant against quarterbacks the likes of Mike Glennon and Zach Wilson and Terod Taylor um, and then Cam uh, washed up Cam Newton, so he didn't have to do a whole lot. And what he was asked to do, he did very well. But then again came the big test against Tennessee, and he completely fell flat on the day when the offensive line actually played fairly well. It wasn't an issue of him not having time whatsoever. It, the conditions weren't perfect, but guess what? That's going to happen, and he flat out came up big time short. So now we're left to wonder again just exactly how good can he become? Is he really a franchise quarterback at this point? I'd say the signs say that we haven't seen that. Uh, I think the Dolphins would do themselves well to explore all possibilities in the offseason to bring in somebody who we know for a fact is a franchise quarterback because, again, like I said, the signs are just not there yet. Um, will, he, will he become one? I, maybe, I don't know, but again, there's there's reason to doubt it at this point. Well, re- real quick with regard to that, uh, the quarterback situation, do, do, might that someone that maybe they target uh, maybe currently be on the Houston roster? You think uh, Deshaun Watson might still be in the cards? 
would no question. In fact, the second is legal situation gets resolved and some clarity as to his playing future. Absolutely, the Dolphins are on the phone with the Texans and uh, and talking about trying to make something work. And the word came out yesterday, there was a report that uh, the Texans ideally would like to have a trade in place before the start of the league year. Yeah. Now the trades can't be official until that start of the league year, which is March 16th, I believe. But the, those trades, the parameters of the trades can be agreed to. And no question if uh, Watson's situation is clarified that the Dolphins will be on the horn exploring that possibility. Has there been any, uh, I mean, we, we've we've talked about this now for what seems like months and months, and it, you know, it dies down at times. We thought there was going to be some movement there at the trade deadline. Is there, um, is there an overwhelming sentiment about Deshaun Watson there in Miami? Like, yep, everybody's all on board. The legal issues are kind of worked themselves out, or is there some hesitation about bringing in a guy that still has, you know, some, some issues hanging over him? If we're talking from an organization point of view, I think the fact that they explored it as much as they did, while the, all the legal situation uh, hovered over Watson's head around the trade deadline, yeah, I, I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, I, I think it's clear that it's, it's an avenue that's going to be explored. Alan, what's the feeling on the defensive side of the ball? Obviously, Flores was here for a while, respected defensive coach, and, and I know initially he, you know, has a uh, knows what he wants on the defensive side of the ball. What what have you seen this year as far as progression under him uh, on the defensive side of the ball? Well, I saw I saw a lot of things that I saw in twenty twenty that defense is really really good. The problem is that the offense puts so much pressure in games where the defense can't totally dominate, which is not going to happen every week in the NFL when you're playing against a good team. And I know last week, for example, the final score against Tennessee was 34-3, to and Tennessee wound up rushing for 198 yards, and I know that was thrown at the Dolphins' defense. See, that defense is not elite when they play a good team. Well, guess what? It was 17-3 to until there was a failed fourth-down conver- conversion attempt by the Dolphins on a play where the, the refs, for some reason, decided not to call a very obvious passing interference against Tennessee, and then the Titans scored 17 points in the last seven and a half minutes. They rushed for 84 yards in that fourth quarter to make the final numbers look really, really ugly when anybody who watched the game, and I not only watched the game, I rewatched it, and the defense played more than well enough to win. And then when they play against lesser competition, they completely dominate, dominate and win games basically by themselves. So, and this was, I said, the same thing last year in 2020, and then the only difference being that in the big showdown game in 2020, which was the season finale at Buffalo, there the defense got smoked by Josh Allen and the Bills, but only after the first quarter because it was scoreless after one in that particular game. So the defense is very good. Make sure maybe it could use a piece or two more, but there are a lot of really good pieces on that defense, including the two rookies they added this year, Jalen Phillips and Javon Holland at safety. Uh, Emmanuel Logba is a very, very good defensive lineman. Christian Wilkins, the 2019 first-round pick, took a major jump this year. Jerome Baker is a very good linebacker. Xavier Howard is one of the top three to five corners in the NFL. So there's a lot of talent on defense, but the offense has dragged down this team for the last few years and for the last several years, and that's what needs to be addressed. Alan, I know there were uh, virtually, I don't think there were any um, injuries listed for the for the Dolphins. How do you expect them to approach this game today? 
the way they've approached every single solitary game since Brian Flores has been head coach, it's just flat out to win. Nothing, nothing else matters. I, in fact, asked Flores this week if, if he would consider the possibility of maybe giving some playing time to some young guys who have not had the chance to play a whole lot, knowing very well what his answer would be. And his answer was, of course, that they're going to do whatever they can to win. And that goes back to 2019 when the Dolphins would have been better served to lose games to get a higher draft pick than fifth overall. And they had the perfect excuse to, to, to do so by keeping Josh Rosen, the quarterback, when he was clear he wasn't performing. Instead, they decided to go with Ryan Fitzpatrick like in the fifth or sixth game of the season because they wanted to win games and wound up going 5-11 and 11 last year, that year where they, it got him the fifth overall pick instead of maybe getting the first overall pick, and then the Dolphins would have Joe Burrow instead of having two at quarterback. Uh, so absolutely no question about it. The Dolphins are playing that game two wins from start to finish. All right. With that in mind, do you have a score prediction for the game today, Alan? I actually put on my, put on my website, I think – a lot of people are being prisoners of the moment and looking back at the game last week and how the Dolphins got dominated by Tennessee and expecting the same thing because New England's a better team and New England is a better team. But there's a recent history of the Dolphins giving the Patriots a hard time at home in December, January. The Dolphins are going to play all out, as I said, and the Patriots may be doing some scoreboard watching. And if they see that the Bills are losing or are beating the Jets, uh, I mean, who knows how it affects them. So I think the Dolphins actually pull out the upset and win this game. All right. I had 15-13 as the final score. Oh, barn burner. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, the Dolphins don't blow out anybody on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear you, but it's so many similarities. You know, running through, like you said, you know the, you know the games that they've won, how they won them, how your quarterback was, and played, who they played. I mean, Paul said it at the start of the show today. These two teams are very similar teams, way more alike than they are dissimilar. So it should be a tight one today, and a good game is uh, is all we can hope for. Alan, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it, buddy. Oh, you got it. Hopefully, I moved up. I moved up the ladder a little bit with this appearance. I'll, I think I'll check. Bit. Yeah, I'll check with the powers that be, uh, <laughs> Alan. I don't make any any promises on that, but I'll see what I can do. Yeah, and either way, we're going to talk to you next year, so it's fine. What do you want? Yeah, yeah either way, we'll see you next year. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, thanks, Alan. Oh right, yeah, take care, fellas. Alan Pupar there from uh, SI dot com. Follow him on Twitter at Pupar. That's P O U P A R T N F L. Correct. Yeah, he mentioned the December January. Uh, record for the Patriots and Dolphins. I'm sure you guys have talked about this this week. It's been mentioned a number of times. Bill Belichick against the Dolphins. His record against the Dolphins for 20-plus years now in December and January. You know what it is, Deuce? It's not good. I do not know. 10 and 11. Oh, losing. A losing record against uh, against the Dolphins in these months. Not good, Bob. It's surprising. <laughs> and it's like, is it, is yeah. it just a tough division opponent? Is it something about Miami specifically down there, the climate, or what? what is it exactly? It's tough a statistically to, big enough yeah. sample to where you can't say, ah, it doesn't mean anything. Now, I'm not saying it's like, you know, the Bermuda Triangle, but there's something about that stadium, and the Patriots have not played well there. They don't play this team well in December and January. Sometimes it's uh, the game doesn't matter. Other times it does matter. We all remember the year they decided, ah, we don't necessarily need this one. <laughs> Not necessary. Here it comes. And, you know, it it, it, it it factors in, and I think yeah. it goes back to what your key is. You can build some momentum. This team 
with these guys, it's not Tom Brady anymore. You need every little bit of oh, juice I, you can yeah, get. No, I agree with you guys on that. I think yeah. the Patriots would be best best served to play well today. Yes. And, yeah. And, yeah. Um, there's a, Alan convinced me of something that I was sort of unsure of. I think he convinced me by the way he talked and the way they talked this week that Miami will show up. He seemed very sure. Yeah, I, I thought he was pretty convincing. I, I think he's also missing some relevant points. Um, I've heard a lot of comparisons to that last game in 2019, um, and I think he's also conveniently leaving out parts. They didn't go from Josh Rosen to Ryan Fitzpatrick in 2019 in an effort to win more games. They started the season with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick was the quarterback of the 43 to nothing evisceration in like week two. Or I think it was week two. Yeah. When Antonio Brown. That oh, they yeah. just crushed him. Yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick started that game and threw pick six to Gilmore and mm-hmm. whatever else. And then Rosen came in and mopped up. And then for a little while, Rosen was playing. He stunk. So they went back to Fitzpatrick. And I think you can make a, a case for Miami playing hard in that last game. Like they didn't have anything else to play for. Why not? You know, come into Foxborough. Hey, this is like a big game for us. We're playing out the string. We're trying to establish a culture. We, we're going to play hard in that last game in Foxborough. What What do you have this year? You just won seven in a row. You got embarrassed last week when you finally played a team with a pulse, and you got eliminated from playoff competition contention. I think there's a lot of signs that point to, yeah, well, we'll, we'll just let this one go. We'll play out. This is why I think the first quarter is huge. Yeah. If the Patriots can get a lead in the first quarter of this game, I don't think Miami will be all that interested in playing. Yeah, uh, it was. But wa- he did convince me that they will show up. If you if you just left out the team names when he was rattling off, you know, the kind of the, like the story of the I Dolphins know, right? this season. It was the story of the Patriots. <laughs> I know. It was one hundred percent. And yeah. it's the same thing, yeah. you know. Like like, so they talk about okay, it was it was Mike Glennon for the Giants? The Patriots didn't play the Giants, but Mike you just substitute Glennon. in Dearness Johnson for Nick Chubb, or you know the. What's the kid Hilliard's name for Tennessee instead of Derrick Henry? You know, like that's what you're doing. It's the same teams, the same for the most part, and the same undermanned. You know, the quote unquote good teams that they had to play. New Orleans. I mean, what a joke. You know, to compare, like I said, to compare the New Orleans that the Patriots had to play in Week Three, yeah, with what they played two weeks ago, it's not even the same. It wasn't even NFL teams. The one, uh, one of the big differences I would say with the Dolphins is that they have one, maybe two losses on their schedule to teams that they should not have lost to. They lost to the Jaguars, yep. and I think they lost to Atlanta. And those are teams that they probably they could they could win both those games. Mm-hmm. Atlanta maybe not, but the Jag. I mean, anybody who loses yeah. to the loses to the Jaguars this season, you look at it and say that's a game we shouldn't have lost. Yeah, they lost yeah. to the Jaguars in Atlanta, like you said, like this. This is a team that could go any way every week. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I think, every week. like, I know that the Dolphins are out of it, but I still think there's something to learn from this game. I think that they're a team that, you know, is, is not that far from the Patriots in terms of, like, maybe, yeah, that's the difference. The Patriots took care of those games. You could also probably say the Patriots maybe shouldn't have lost to the Dolphins in week one. But so, that's the only you know, it's one. All, like, right that's there. the only one with the right. Pats. That's the only loss on their schedule. So they're and right I there. don't even think that one counts. Some Which people one? do, but. What, what First, the, the Dolphins. The Dolphins lost as a count Patriots. count as a loss uh, to a team that they should not have lost to. Yeah, I, I wouldn't count that either. Right. I, don't, I don't think it's a team they should. Patriots. Lose to. Have, I think they're very. Like I said it ten times in the first 
half out. I think they're very similar teams. Yeah. I don't know why the Patriots would go around with their noses in the air when Miami's around. They're almost the same. Because the Patriots were the best, dude. Oh. No, no, that, that that's fine, uh, except for they're, they're <laughs> basically done. I mean, if you look at the, the way that their seasons have unfolded, they're basically the same. Sorry, the uh, word yeah, so of Red Zone Deuce chiming in there. Uh, the, the, the Browns were going in to score again before the half, and uh, Case Keenum just threw an interception in the end zone. So it looks after like they already fumbled for a scoop and score, they let Cincinnati back in the oh, game. It's fourteen seven. So for a second there, I thought they were going to have two defensive scores to make it fourteen <laughs> fourteen at the half. Well, not out of the woods on that one yeah, yet. You guys can keep telling me that Case Keenum is a good player. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> I haven't. I haven't <laughs> told you that. I'm telling you. All right, Fred, you can keep telling me that. All right. Uh, this, we'll t- uh, in defensive case, Keenum, that pass got tipped. Let's uh, let's get back to the phones and some of your emails here. Eight five five Pats five hundred Web Radio at Patriots dot com. If you want to send us the electronic mail, we'll go to uh, Kevin in South Carolina. Kevin, what's up? You're on the Patriots pregame show, fueled by Duncan. How you doing, buddy? Hey boys, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Hey Kevin. Hey, so fellas, I've been listening all year. First thing I want to say is thank you. Love the broadcast all the way down here in South Carolina. Grew up in the South Shore. Really miss Boston, folks. Um, the feedback you didn't ask for. Uh, <laughs> Paul. Yes. <laughs> I love you, man. You, I've always listened to you on the pressers. You've got great questions. Love the analysis. You're my guy. Deuce, you were my first person I thought was the best on this broadcast. You're so reasonable. <laughs> You're too reasonable. Oh, yeah, I know. It's annoying, Fair isn't enough. it? <laughs> Fred, you got to win me over, but boy, do I love how you say the things no one else says. Mm. They get... Hardy. Hardy, you're my new favorite, man. I, I didn't realize how hard it was to go to a new market and try to win over local fans. Whoa. Man, you're the best. Hardy, you, you've won my heart by uh, being what we need, which is someone that's going to keep the conversation going. So oh, thank you, By just being you, Hardy. Ah, well, you're a, you're, you know what, Kevin? You're an absolute lamb. Thank you. How are things in South Carolina today? Fellas, it's 70 degrees down here. You mm. can live here. Winter's optional. Oh. Ooh, sounds nice. I'm thinking about right. it, man. I'm really nice thinking stuff. about it. All right, what do you got on the game today? What do you got? On, or you have something yeah. on Mac Jones, actually. What is that? Yeah. Here's what I'm saying. I'll be listening for the next 10 years, guys, and I don't think we're going to be talking about this team with 11 wins again. I think that once we have to pay Mac Jones, we're not going to be able to afford a defense, and I don't think Mac Jones will ever be a top-five quarterback. And I want you guys to tell me I'm wrong. Hmm. Well, I, I can tell you you're wrong about the money part of it because you can do whatever you want with your money. Um, but will Mac Jones ever be a top-five quarterback? I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that that's necessarily wrong. I mean, do you have to be a top-five quarterback yeah, to I, win? I don't know. I mean, to win a Super Bowl? Yeah, to win a Super Bowl. How many top? How many quarterbacks outside the top five? I mean, you can't be bad. You have to be a good quarterback. But, I mean, do you have to be a top like, do you have to be the best? Mm. No, you you it, as long as you have the the best defense in the league, you can do it. I mean, the Broncos won; they didn't have a top five quarterback. Uh, I mean, Peyton, of course, is an old timer, but not not he, in that I mean, game. He was yeah, he wasn't a top five quarterback that season. That's yeah. for sure. I mean, but you look at it. You look at other teams that it, to to win it all. Yeah, you, you know, have to be good. You have to be good at quarterback. You can't. Yeah. I mean, I, you got to be the really days, good. Yeah, the days of like covering up for um, Brad Johnson or. Trent Dilfer are probably over. I guess, I guess where I would part company with you, Kevin, is by saying that, well, Mac Jones, look at him now. You can see he's never going to be a top-five guy. 
I, I I can't say that right now. Now it's a, it's a big ask, and it, of course the odds are against him or anyone else playing in his rookie year to become a top five quarterback in the league. Right. But you know, can he be you know like such a competent guy that doesn't make mistakes? Which is I think you know Ben is calling card. He doesn't make a ton of mistakes, and if he can, he's been okay in that regard. Yeah, I agree. and if and if he can, you know read the defenses and he can run the team and lead the team and be you know something beyond a game manager that doesn't make mistakes and you've got a good team around you uh, all right yeah, the kids may not be out buying his jerseys all the time but would he in terms of effectiveness and wins be a top five guy in the league absolutely he could do that and, and kevin i would just say that they could very easily give him a contract and still uh, you know, have the pieces in place around him like every other team does. I mean, how does everybody else do it? Yeah. I mean, the Bucks just gave a huge extension to Vita Vea. You know, I know they're in cap jail. That's what everybody tells me every year, every every day. But you, I, I think you can do both. I mean, it's just I, I yeah. And I you, would just say, it's I just the way you structure the deals. I think based on the defense right now, I think now's the time to draft correctly so that you might have some of those defensive players over the next few years at least on rookie deals because I just think you need new pieces you need a new high tower you're going to need a new McCordy down yep. the road time to draft those guys now so that they're in place and you you don't have what happened with Brady where the cupboard started to go dry in the draft and all of a sudden you're sitting there and you're like man we got nothing Kevin thanks for the call thanks for the kind words buddy Enjoy your time in Thank South you, Carolina. Thank you very much. See ya. I just think the thing that's tough Boy. about Mac is that, you know, he is he's efficient, he's pretty safe with the ball, but I think other than really some select moments in the Cleveland game, I've never really felt like, wow, they're really turning the screws on a defense right now. Teams are, whew, we can't figure out how to counter this. I mean, he made a few throws in that game that, that made you think he's putting the ball where it needs to be. He's, you know, yeah. kind of got them on the run a little bit. And otherwise, I think, you know, and, I, and I, he's a rookie. Like, I don't really come in to expect what, him to I be like, saying that. you know, like, and it's why been effective, does, but. You know, you know, I'm, I'm so, oh Mike, I'm with Mike on this, and I, I just don't understand why we have to determine today what he is, right. like forever, right, right, and, and what his ceiling is right now in terms of not just you know wins or effectiveness or longevity in the league, but how he will rank, you know, yeah, against other quarterbacks. And I have no problem, like you know, I, I, I love talk radio. I love doing this show. I love doing the shows that we do. Oh, I have good. no problem by saying, well, we like, like having you here. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> There's only so much you can extract from like a rookie season. But, but I have like, no problem with offering opinions if someone says, "Hey, what do you think Mac Jones will turn into?" I, like I have no, I, I have no problem with saying, you know, I think you, I think he's good. I don't think he'll ever be great. Something like that. Okay, fine. But also understanding that that means crap. Like what I think, watching him play his 17th game, is completely irrelevant to what he's going to be after he plays three seasons. Yeah. No, none of us has any idea what he's ultimately going to turn into. So if you want to weigh in with your thoughts and your opinions, I, I'm all he, I'm here for them. But I don't understand why we have to say, well, you can't do this because the, he'll never do that. Yeah. Like, I don't know what he's ever going to do, right. and neither does anybody else. Here's what I would say, too, about the you know top five quarterback. Uh, who's the greatest quarterback of all time? Deuce? Thomas? There you go. Edward? Okay. Patrick? How many years since Brady came to the league – would you have picked him, or would you get the majority of football fans to name him as the greatest quarterback in the league? Hmm. Out of those years, five times, I, I, wait. six. I mean, any year that Peyton was playing, uh, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, Drew. A lot of people would yeah. pick Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes over him in in recent no, but years. Can we, can we count all of those 
as all being considered the best quarterback in the league like for that time. Like you could say that depending on your preference, maybe some guys thought Brady was better, maybe some guys thought Rodgers was better, but those like the guys you just mentioned were the best quarterbacks in football. Do you think we'll ever look at Mac that way? I think it's what some people are saying. That's fine, but we'll never look at Mac in the in the small handful of the best in the league. I just would say, yeah. If you're asking me my opinion, yeah, I I probably would doubt that. Doesn't mean I'm right. Doesn't mean like you stop playing. And it's also it it, like in order to be a top five guy, you want to have someone like Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, to where you look at it and say this team should be in the conference championship every year. They should be a Super Bowl favorite every year because that's what Patriots fans are used to and that's what they think is supposed to happen. It doesn't happen. And it's, it's I mean... The I, Colts I, I, are in serious trouble, by the way. <laughs> serious trouble. 13-3, wow. And they just, they just got strip-sacked. Wow. Um, and they had a drive going and Carson Wentz got smoked and I don't, Jacksonville I, has the ball. I, I just don't get it. I mean, this is just... Uh, Indy couldn't have looked better against the Patriots. I was so impressed with them, how they played, and uh, just to, to need it against the worst team in the league. I'm not sure. I mean, this is how I this mean, happens. This is, I mean, this is the Patriots in Miami. Hmm. This is going to be their seventh straight loss in Jacksonville. Wow. Wow. Oh. All right. I saw a stat in here. Uh, in that time, in those six years, Jacksonville is something like 15 and 35 at home <laughs> but, against everybody but else. The Colts. Wow. Let's go uh, back to the phones here. Todd in Greenville, uh, North Carolina. Oh, just uh, wait, we go from South Carolina to North Carolina. Look at that. Go ahead, Todd. You're on the Patriots pregame show. What's up? Well, I'm kind of glad that they're sitting sitting people down. Oh, I mean, my son's got his. He's my son just waves hi to you guys. Anyway, oh, hello, hey, son. I, yeah, we're all got COVID here, so we're just kind of oh, kind of oh. through it. Uh, anybody sick? Uh, my son was a little bit, uh, but he's been. He's got both shots already. He's sick, so that's the good news. But his teacher had it in kindergarten, so she kind of, I think she gave the gift. Oh, Jeez. boy. Well, I, I hope you all get through it uh, okay. Uh, let me ask you something before we get into the football point. I, sure. I was just seeing, uh, I was watching Colin Quinn, uh, mm-hmm. Red State, Blue State. He said, uh, North Carolina, what are, they, what are they most known for? Uh, and he says, that is... Uh, they are most known for people getting upset when they refer to North and South as the Carolinas. Would you say that's accurate? That, or if you talk, if you say your barbecue is better. Okay, all right. That, yeah, that, those, those would be the two identifying traits of a North Carolinian. All right, what do you got? On, what do you got on the uh, Pats or Dolphins today, Todd? I'm, I'm happy that I, the Pats are arresting some people, and I think that's a good thing. I, I don't think they're arresting earlier. anybody. I think, I think there's that guys yet. that are hurt. Well, right. yeah, they got some guys that are hurt. They're not put, and they're not trying to. What I'm saying is, they're not trying to push themselves to win the game. I don't think they're going to try to get you know high tower back in or anything like that. They're going to say, "Hey, these guys are hurt. We're going to, they're going to sit out, right?" Yeah, and that's what I wanted. I wanted to see them play that. I'm hoping that they just try to control the game. I think I would just like to see a nice quality game, win or lose. If you know, if we can get good quarterback play. And we can get you know some solid defense. Show that we can slow down a team that has some weapons that can do some stuff to you. I think that would be great. I think that would put us in a in a good mindset to, to go on to the next game. All right. Uh, with yeah. that, I'll let you guys go. Appreciate Thanks it, Todd. I uh, hope your son's feeling better there. Yeah. No one name just we haven't talked. Jalen Waddle is a guy to to bring up. Rookie played with Mac at Alabama. He's been awesome this year. 
interesting to see how they're going to match up with him in the middle. He just mm-hmm. has a knack for getting open in the middle. Tua seems to be able to find him. They they got that synergy going back to Alabama as well. So um, just definitely a, a guy to watch today. We're going to get some uh, Chase Winovich sightings today. He made it in on a couple of defensive snaps last week. Uh, you would almost think he has to be You just have to monitor Chase Winovich for, uh, for your Monday interviews, huh? <laughs> Chase Winovich is the future of the New England Patriots. Well, Milk Monday is not just about milk and UFOs and and the Bridgewater Triangle, Paul. Sometimes we we do have a football question or two. Has yeah. Chase explored the uh, Bridgewater Triangle? Is that that's been on the uh, what is that? The X Files. I, I guess it's, it's a, a super thing. normal activity, kind of like southeastern Massachusetts thing. There's a, a document UFO ghost. You go camping over there. Yeah, there's a swamp over there. There's Bigfoot a, UFO and ghost altery. Got the Honkamock swamp area. Yeah, what's the name of the the monster there in the in the swamp? It's, it's I, don't, I don't know off the top of my head. I have to look it up. And you can't say this to the Bridgewater people, but it's it's really like more of a New Jersey type of monster. But they've kind of adopted Co-opted it as their it. own. It's I think it's a, it, it's actually I think it's like an indigenous American legend. So uh-huh. you know, tribal goes it, way back. It actually yeah. extends up to Bridgewater, so they can lay claim to it as well. Uh, we'll 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 effort that information for you. <laughs> we'll <at> effort that. <laughs> well, good good use Corporate of uh, good use of efforting yeah. that. Thank you. Tony in Canada. What's up, Tony? Let's bring it today. Patriots pregame show. What's up? Hey, guys. Uh, Well, question about the playoffs. But um, assuming that the the Patriots are playing an away game on the first round of the playoffs, which I think is more than likely, do you guys feel that maybe the Patriots won't be able to handle playing on the road? Like, I think back to the uh, game against Indianapolis and how, you know, the crowd was really a lot for them. They kind of got behind how do you think they'll respond in that kind of game if it's that type of environment? Would it be mm. any different or no? Mm, That'll yeah. be tough. I mean, it's being on the road in the playoffs is no picnic. I know a lot of people have pointed to the, the strong road record, um, which I think is com- largely a result of circumstance. Like, most of their really tough games were at home this year. Um, that's why they have a poor home record. And I you know, does anybody doubt that if they played – New Orleans, Tampa, and Dallas on the road that they would have won those games that they lost? Mm. Does anybody think mm. that, that, that the things would have been different if they all those games were on the road? So, yeah, I think it's it, it's always tough on the road in general and especially so, I think, in the postseason. Now, where some of that could could benefit, sometimes you get on the road and some of the pressure is off because you're, quote-unquote, not supposed to win. And a team like Buffalo or Cincinnati – might feel undue pressure yeah. to win. This is our chance. We're at home. We're, we're supposed to win this game. So right. sometimes those things can go both ways. I, I would wholeheartedly agree with that. But I'd rather be at home in the playoffs than on the road, no yeah. question. I yeah. do think that Colts game gave me a little bit of pause. Just that same thing. You walked in like, hey, they've been pretty good on the road. It, it looked like they were a little shaken. I mean, that place is somewhat unique, but still, I, I, I have some concerns, and that's why I want to see them play well today on the road in Miami. Uh, Tony, thanks Some for the call. Saying that they, okay, thanks, guys. No, no, okay, no, okay. Well, you could finish that. <laughs> oh, uh, some people were saying that the Patriots were flat, actually, for the last three games. Like the yeah, when they lose, play. they're flat. Yeah, that's generally the... Uh, I wonder, do you think maybe the, it just, that the situation got too big for them? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, I don't want to use the word choke, but... No, the pressure got to them. Is that possible? No, I just think that's that they... I'm worried about. Yeah, yeah I mean... They got outplayed. Yeah, okay, um... Yeah, I th- yeah, I think they got outplayed. I agree with you, Mike. I think they got outplayed. Yeah, you know, to factor into a ha- what do you want? But I think once it started snowballing, 
You know, I think that's one of my criticisms of the team this year was, you know, I think they have trouble kind of stopping the other team from running away with it and kind of counterpunching and, you know, just hanging by a thread, needing one play and not being able to get that play. That's one of the b- bad Patriots characteristics that I'd like to see avoided today and Agreed. going forward. All right, we're going to step aside. We're going to thank Duncan. It's always uh, game on with Duncan. Kick off the action with the official coffee of the New England Patriots, the most important game day ritual because it's the perfect way to tackle game day, however you're spending it. We all know the best call for football is Duncan. America runs on Duncan. TouchView Interactive is here to support your hybrid learning, distance learning, and video conferencing needs with easy-to-use tools that allow end users to collaborate, interact, and present seamlessly. TouchView Interactive offers a comprehensive line of accessories and software to support your audiovisual needs. Outfit your classrooms and presentation spaces with the future of interactive display technology. Visit touchview.com for more info. Offered by The Oakers Company. Celebrating 100 years of service and support. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. With Lyndon Johnson waiting in the wings, it's a coup d'etat. It's a military-style coup d'etat. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. Back on the Patriots post-game show, it's uh, Hardy, Mike Dussel, Paul Perillo indisposed at the moment, so I guess we'll read some electronic mails while we wait for Paul to get back. Uh, Let's go to uh, Chris in New Hampshire here. It says, hey, guys, in what way, in what ways do I amuse you? Has has this Dolphins team changed the most since week one? This is a good question. In what ways have the Patriots changed the most? Do you think that the Patriots are largely the same team that they were in week one? Um, I think so. I, th- I mean, I, I think it goes back to what I said at the top a little bit, where usually you think those week one games are anomalies, and, oh, this might be weird. You haven't played a lot. This first game, you expect it to be sloppy, but I, I think you did see some elements in that game, at least from the Patriots, that um, you know would kind of come back to bite them for time to time throughout the season. As for the Dolphins, I mean, we should ask Alan Poupart that question. I'm not sure exactly, but, I mean, I do think we saw a little Jalen Waddle, and he, as I mentioned earlier, has emerged a little bit more as uh, as a consistent threat. Mm-hmm. He's been one of their guys in Gesicki. He's had a real good season. I think he's had his best season really emerging, and I also think that they, along the way, along that seven-game win streak, it was the RPOs. That's what they've kind of become known for a little bit, running more than you know any other team in the league, and I think that's just the element that, that they've had some success with, with Tua and playing to his strengths and, you know, throwing to Waddle and Gesicki in the middle of the field. So um, that'd be my kind of general observations. But I think the Patriots just, when they're playing well, they, they you know, aren't making those mistakes they made in week one. Hi, Paul. Hi. Uh, Chris in New Hampshire had a question about what, you know, how, how the Dolphins have changed since week one, how the Patriots have changed, and if the Patriots are largely the same team from week one. I, I think the Patriots are largely the same team, only they're playing better. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they've cleaned it up. Um, but I think that they... Much, uh, much of the things that we talked about heading into the opener 
of how they wanted to play. I think that's how they play. Mm. They want to run the ball. They want to rely on defense. They want to throw when they want to throw, not when they have to. And we've seen that over the course of the 16 games that they've played. I think they've been much better at protecting the ball. Generally, you know, over the last half of the season, avoiding the penalties and the mistakes that cost them games early on. Yeah. So I think they're playing better. Miami, I don't know enough about, but I've been saying it the whole show. I, I think that they want to do a lot of the same things the Patriots want to do. I think they're probably less talented than the Patriots. I don't think they have um, – I mean, even then, I think they're kind of similar. Yeah. And set up, but I, I, I don't think they're uh, quite as good as the Patriots, but I think they're close. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's maybe just the emergence, too, of, of the rookies a little bit. I mean, Stevenson, that was a weird first one for him, but I mean, I think at their best, that's a two headed yeah. kind of rushing Baltimore monster. And Stevenson. Something they, yeah, you know, absolutely. Those guys have kind of emerged a little good bit call, more. Mike. Same with Waddle uh, on the other side, which was what I said before you came uh, in. And I would also say that, you know, Miami did lose uh, tour for a, you know a span of that one and seven start and had to go with Jacoby Brissett, which really crippled their offense. So yeah. it's it's hard. All right, let's. Uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor may have just saved the Colts season <laughs> on a third and two. He was stopped stopped in the backfield, somehow spun out and got a big gain. See if that sparks a comeback here, but they're in trouble down sixteen three here early in the third quarter. All right, let's uh, let's. <laughs> Go to Matt in Houston. There's a question about the playoff implications for today. Go ahead, Matt. Patriots pregame show. What do you How's got? Going? Hey, Matt. Uh, I'm much, uh, I just wanted to uh, call and uh, ask about the offensive line and how they're going to do with, I don't know, there's a lot of good defensive fronts on on this, these playoff teams, I just want to know how are they going to respond with their tight ends with the blocking schemes? Because I think the running game is going to be the biggest thing that they can do in the playoffs. I just want to know about the offensive line and the, the tight ends and the blocking schemes and how we can protect Mac Jones. And I'll take my uh, answer out there. All right, Matt. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. Well, I think 71 reporting is eligible. <laughs> you know, the big tight end. I mean, what they've been doing all year, I, I, I will say I think Jonu Smith had a good blocking game last week. I haven't been overly impressed with his blogging this year, but I thought he looked good last week in regards to that. So I think it's all, you know, it's all there. I think they can do it, um, but that's no question. That's the key, right? If you don't get those two guys going, one-two punch, keeping defenses on their toes. I think that was, you know, one of the things that was a little bit underrated with that two-game losing streak there with the Colts and the Bills, which just having one of Harris and Stevenson in each. And, and I think together they, they really maximize each other's effectiveness, keep each other healthy. And, you know, as Paul said at the top, I think just you know making sure Damian Harris is ready to go for the playoffs, not a lingering hamstring injury, and, and get him ready to go. And if those two guys are ready to go and the offensive line is ready to go, then uh, let's see what happens in the playoffs. I, yep. I, I like their chances. Uh Red Zone will uh, chime in again. Yeah. So I'm just, you know, like they're bouncing around from game to game. And, you know, there's a meaningless one with Minnesota and, and Chicago, right? Oh, yeah. And that's the third time that Andy Dalton's been sacked on fourth down for an average loss of about 28 yards. It's, it's like, it's like <laughs> unbelievable. You're going it's, the wrong it's way. Some, you know, it's like fourth and goal from like the two yard line. Okay, we want to get it. We get, you know, uh, I understand you don't want to just throw it away. But at least if you throw it away, they have the ball in the two. He retreats to like the 15 yard line and gets sacked. How does he know where we're going? Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was something special. I mean, the, 
the one thing you can't do is get sacked on that play. Well, you, like, and I get it. It's fourth down, so you don't just throw it away. You're trying to make a play as long as you can. I, that I understand. But, again, <laughs> field position matters. Yes, yes. In a 14-10 game, it absolutely does. They're midway through the third. Uh, Dylan R. in, let's see, South Florida. He says, what are we realistically looking for today? I, for one, look for Mac to keep doing what he does so far on offense. And to see how the defense, what are we looking at, Paul? Uh, first pick of the season for Carson Wentz in a road game. It's, oh just, boy. it's just not going so the Colts. They are today. really in trouble. This they're is take, crazy. They're taking on water, guy. This is crazy. All right. Uh, and Baltimore today. up over the Steelers, too. Well, I, I mean, I'd say in response to that question, Hardy, I think you're key. I mean, that's a big – it's just like I really don't want to see a key injury today. That I mean, I'd rather lose than have somebody like Yeah, what Matt are we, what are we or, really uh, – uh, you know, I think that's the important one. But Dylan wants to see Matt keep doing what he's doing, the defense reacting, and maybe Miami trick plays just to mess with us. So what are you expecting, I guess, more than looking for? Also, I'd like to see how the fan turnout – will be uh, going to the game with my dad in Section 331. All right. that's You know what that is? That's a, that's just an email to let us know he's going to the game, and that's okay. Yeah, I'm glad well, you're going. Yeah. I'd like uh, that, I'd slice of life. I wouldn't mind being in Miami in the, right now. I Oof. wouldn't. Oh. Mm. No. I mean, what I, I mean. But you wouldn't be able to go outside. <laughs> that was like talking to the people, like our social media, that had to travel there, you know, because of the new NFL rules. Like, oh, you get to go Miami. You're going like, mm. One of the new protocols now. We can't really. Oh, do Oh, but much I wouldn't be with here. them. <laughs> I'd be off on my own. I just, yeah, I want to be on my own. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say anything about doing that. Super Bowl week in Miami, um, but you guys, you were, you guys weren't there. I've never been to a Super Bowl in Miami. No. Okay, so I've never been to a Super Bowl. Patriots and Actives are out. Yeah. Oh, what do we got? We already knew them all, but yeah, uh, Dante Hightower, Kyle Duggar, JJ Taylor, Devin Asiasi, and Jared Stidham. You're right. playing guy. There we go. Uh, no surprises there. Okay. Um, no, that uh, the the radio row week, they had us staying in a very like a very small hotel, no frills, you know, nothing fancy. It was on South Beach. It was a five minute walk to the convention center where Radio Row was. Uh, this was a couple of years ago. The Patriots were not in the Super Bowl, of course. So off the air every day at two o'clock, and then whatever you want. You want to go to the pool? You want to walk around South Beach? Mm. You want you want to go to the pool? I'm like oh. It sounds right. Nice right about now. As you start to hit the like meet of winter and you're like, I could just use a little reprieve that's to it, get you through the hard months in February and March. And that's what it was. It was early February, yeah. late January, early February. It was uh, it was a delightful trip. Oh, cool story, Hansel. Okay. You know something, Morel? That's two on the day. So now you're on the same list that Paul got himself on a few minutes ago. What, did I, how, what list did I get on? Yeah, okay. We'll talk you about it off the air. We'll talk about it. You just it made the list, here. pal. Yep. Yep. You and Morel both on the list today. All right. More. Uh, <laughs> oh, these. These lists, Matt Morel. Matt Morel. Marvel movies and the University of Michigan. I can't see what's underneath it there. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Madison's on there. <laughs> wow, what a fast turnaround. That's great. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Marvel movie universe. Yes, absolutely. Wow. I would like a copy of that, please. Um, let's... Uh, 
check in with another email here. This is uh, from Anthony who says, good evening, gentlemen. Afternoon. Sorry. It's been rumors on the Twitter machine that McDaniels could be eyeing the Texans job. Yeah. For, for what reason? I don't know. Feels like there's better jobs out there, but who would become our offensive coordinator? Do we hire within? I don't know any of those guys. Um, is there a better job that he is um, getting any uh, interest I don't know that there's – well, first of all, what, ab- what about Jacksonville? Yeah, that, that would be my, uh, an example. I've seen, like, everybody but Mike Dussault is, <laughs> is in line for an well, interview. I haven't seen Josh McDaniel's name yet. I, I don't know what they don't see in me, but, yeah, he's right. Well, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't see their list either. I oh, nice catch by Re- Rexy Burkhead. Oh, and I think oh, they said he was down. I don't know what to make of that Texans job. I mean, it's a big it's a, market. It's yeah. a big franchise. You're going to lose your quarterback and Deshaun Watson. He's still the quarterback there. That's you know who they, you know, had planned on having there for years. And there is a guy in the owner's ear down there that is going to be gumming up the works for a long time to come. And I don't see any end in sight to that. And that would give me all kinds of shivers about taking that job. I just I don't. I, am I, I mean, am I, I out of line? I don't think they're interested in him. Everybody else has gotten in, in, an indication that for, they're they're in line to get interviewed and for the Texans? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant the Jaguars. Oh yeah. Well, uh, no, no, no. Because I'm saying the Texans. I think he could have if he wanted it. But do you want that job? Um, there's something I don't know between Jack Easterby it, it, it and the owner down there. I don't know. How much? Yeah, I but mean, he. But see, the Jack Easterby is not a problem for him like it would be for you and I. He has a relationship with Jack Easterby, like that. That he, we wouldn't. He had a relationship with Easterby here when Easterby had. Well, supposedly that's the, the driving force to get him is okay, Easterby. But when Easterby didn't have as much, I don't know how much influence he had with the Patriots. I, is it fair to say he's got a lot more with the Texans? Yes. Okay. That's the problem. And I think that's the issue. You want to, do you want to go be the head coach of a team where, where Jack Easterby is the guy running the show? To me, it show? would depend on what Josh McDaniels thinks of A. Davis Mills, yeah. or B, does he have any relationship with Deshaun Watson? Uh-huh. Like, maybe he knows if I go there, Deshaun will play for me. Maybe. I, maybe. I have no idea. Yeah, that, I, I mean, and that would make sense. But I, if not, what's his, what's his thought process on Davis Mills? I, I just wonder how, how long the McNairs can keep selling Texans fans on Patriots reboots. I mean, they lived through it with Bill O'Brien. I agree. Now you go right to Casario. <laughs> now you're going to bring McDaniels in. Like, I, I mean, at what point is, is, are they all just going to go down together and you can't do it anymore? I think that's the big thing is, is, you know, does Josh want to go to another place with a rookie quarterback or, you know, all right, we get the top pick. I know that the draft isn't that good this year for quarterbacks, but, you know, maybe if he could get Deshaun, that, you know, then I understand it. But is this the right opportunity for him? I, I don't know. I, I don't know what he wants, um, but I got to imagine that there's some kind of appeal to him based on that he already stayed here once, that he's got a year under his belt with Mac. He's got his basically his whole offense returning. I mean, a couple of places to, to – Resign some guys, but there's you know there's a degree of familiarity that will return next year. It's not like it's going to be a do over. And yeah, you know, does he want to be a head coach? That that's you know the only thing is point. you know like I I would say the Bill O'Brien thing worked, and I would yeah. say Nick Casario. I you know he's the GM. Oh, so like to say like oh how many times are you going to go to the well? I and I get what you're saying. Believe mm-hmm. me, you know I I just don't know that it's been a disaster. You know, no, like as as no, a fair. like Bill O'Brien was there six years. He went. He won the t- the division four times. Yeah, yeah. Like so, 
I think if you said, we're going to hire someone that's going to win four division titles in the next six years, do you think they'd say yes or no? They'd probably say yes, <laughs> but then, but it's only for the Patriots. Ah, no, I, I, you're, you're right. It's just, you know, it's just a weird little thing where it's like they keep trying the same on, kind of experiment. Yeah, you know? but on surface, I would agree with Hardy's point. Like, what's in it for Josh McDaniels? Is that a job that you would, you, you'd really want? And I don't know the answer because I don't know what he thinks of the personnel. You know, maybe Nick. You know, we know how tight Nick and Josh were. I mean, at one point, um, you know, they were college teammates at John Carroll. So I, I, I would wonder if maybe he's saying, listen, you know, we, we did a lot of this. We, we, we did a lot of maneuvering. We got, we got rid of a lot of guys that we didn't need. We have a, a, a nucleus here that's going to be okay, and we just got to make another couple of moves. We're two years away. You know, it probably isn't going to be that much better next year, but, but in two years we're going to be in prime position to make some, some things happen. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm I just, know, I know. I'm supposing. Like, yeah. in Jacksonville – no question you have Trevor Lawrence, which is a huge piece yeah. to work with. But otherwise, it's probably the worst roster in football. It's a bad roster, but what, what with a, do you— With an equally meddling owner. Let's mm-hmm. think of the first two years. What do you need to do to—and I'm not saying turn the franchise around, but just to show that you are a capable head coach and get things moving in the right direction. How many wins would you need year one? Six? Yeah, something in there. Yeah, I mean, just get yourself competitive. Get your close self close to— 500 after a year or two it's not it's not an insurmountable task yeah and just put together a you know i think that's the thing about the texas team is it just feels like a lost season there where you hired cully now he's out you didn't really right. i mean maybe you i developed think it was Davis by design Mills a little like bit. i think that yeah so maybe maybe that it is. might be the only thing they get out of it just Mike, hit the reset they got, button they got at least a little bit of um a little experience for their rookie quarterback but i i think they did it all I, I I don't think there was an accident that they hired a 65-year-old guy who's never been a head coach, never even been a coordinator at the NFL level. <laughs> I don't think that was a I don't think that was by accident. I think that was by design. Uh Tennessee not quite out of the woods yet either. Although it looks like they recovered this fumble. People are laughing because I guess our stream is a little <laughs> bit behind everybody else's. We got, we got to do oh. red zone <laughs> like a box with red zone on so we will know it. Yeah. <laughs> uh Tennessee up 21-7. Uh Tannehill fumble, but it looked like the Titans got it back there. All right. Well, we're keeping an eye on all Colts, these games. Colts trying to get it going again. <laughs> Every time it comes on the oh, oh my God. A pick. another interception. Another this is unreal. Pick for Carson Wentz. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if the other one was a pick, um, but this one certainly is. I can't believe we lost to these guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Deshaun Watson in Miami. Mm. As as was. Uh, you want to talk about those teams, by the way, and the change in complexion, if. Deshaun Watson goes there. Yes, that's uh, that's why I brought it up. Ooh. I do want to talk about that. He's excellent. I mean, that's, that would be scary. Uh, what what what's his year been like? <laughs> you know, what's what's he been up to? What's he been doing? Right. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so you know, we're thinking of Deshaun Watson from a couple of years ago. Is he going to be that Deshaun Watson right away? Probably not from the jump. How much would it take to get him back? I don't know. But if he's back and and close to what he was before. And you got to play him twice a year. Whew, no thanks. I mean, he's, he's I, 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 last year was when he, t- he totally won me over just what he did to the Patriots. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a, it's a landing spot that certainly makes sense, and and you can see why. But I just I think it's the legal situation, and how does that all play out? And you know, I, I assume that's going to come with a little bit of risk unless they have complete clarity, which is hard to imagine at this point. But it seems like it's all been kind of swept under the rug right now, and then. You know, maybe we get to the off season, and that's when we all really start to find out what's going on, what's his potential future like, and 
I think he, I think he said they want to move him before, try to move him before. Bef- the yeah, they want to have a deal in place by the time the new league year starts, so. which is not going to be easy yeah. um, but. with his situation. But it all depends to me on what they're willing to accept. Because if you're hell-bent on getting actual value for a quarterback of that caliber, then you're probably not going to get it. Because there's so many other things attached to him, right? I mean, can you – I mean, could you see giving three first-round picks and then not knowing if you're ever right. really going to yeah. be able to play this guy? Yeah. So it's it's going to be a, a tricky tricky minefield to navigate for whoever tries to trade for Watson. But if he goes to Miami, I'm with Hardy. Like, that changes the complexion of the AFC East. It change, changes things dramatically, and not just – for yeah, that's thank two, you. For, that's for the Patriots. Ch- yes, yes, it's for that's the Bills. Two teams that you're chasing now. Uh, that's the and that's uh, you know changes things a lot for them too. Um, look ahead to the playoffs. All right, and we're going to be doing a lot of this today as we come to the end of the regular season. Thank you. These guys. are the Colts playoff hopes, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> Clear. <laughs> Get the paddles in here, stat man. Oh, that 49ers Rams game tonight. Rams. Or this afternoon, I should yeah, say. Unfortunately, it will be during our game. Yeah. Uh, thank you for both the pregame and the postgame show and the Patriots Unfiltered team for being the heartbeat of Pat, Pat's Nation. <laughs> You're being the most entertaining as well as insightful and balanced discussion on the state of Patriot Nation. I would not know how to process emotions every week. It's been quite a season. Final question. Assuming we face the Bills in our game, First in the playoffs, any uh, advantage given our home record if we play them in Gillette or in Buffalo? What would be your preference? Oh, it would always be to play at home for sure. But you know, I, I mean, I think they could win. I in understand Buffalo, the question though. The home record this year for the, the yeah, but okay. What's the problem, Paul? What's the problem? It's always better to play at home. The end. But I'm bum bum. Is that the problem? <laughs> there it is. I like that. It's always better to play at home. The end. Do you think the Patriots have played better at home or the road? Like, forget the record. Oh, like, well, there's that. Um, like, they've blistered teams, like, at home when they went, like, Cleveland, Jets, and they played, Jacksonville. And they played well they against the Buccaneers. They Houston, Carolina. Yeah. Like, they played bad teams on I the gotcha. road. They played good teams at home. That's what the, 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 the origin of their home road splits is the caliber of opponent they faced, but with but, but under the under the subject of Buffalo, two games, a win, a loss. The win was on the road. Yeah, if you can guarantee me the same weather conditions, yeah. I'll say I'll, t- I'll play in Buffalo. Well, based on how some of these other teams are falling apart today, I don't know. You know, you're a good team. That's really the, the only one is the, the Colts. The worst thing to be this year in the NFL is a good team. Because, man, when they fall, they fall spectacularly. This is some crazy stuff going on. All right, well. Jacksonville going in to score again, 16-3. to <laughs> Man, this, this could be it for the Colts right here. Absolutely nutty. <laughs> yeah, the Col- I mean, the Colts are just puking all over themselves. But everybody else is taking care of their business. Uh, Walter has uh, special teams worries. Walter is in Maryland. He says, concerned about kicking. Can't make extra points. Punts being blocked. First of all, easy I would say, the extra, easy I would say the extra special points. teams in general should be a mild concern. Yeah. They so, have not been great in special teams this year. So, Walter, uh, after just going after my own heart here, who's to blame? And how can it be fixed? Thank you, gentlemen. Best wishes. 
I mean, you got to look at the units and the coaching. I mean, that's, you know, it's just it, there have been too many mistakes. And I think, you know, on one hand, it's, it's all right if you have average special teams. But I think when you're expecting plus special teams and you're expecting them to be a, a plus factor, there's another Jacksonville. <laughs> Colts dead. Touchdown. Colts dead. Uh, As I, my I, grandmother used to say, they're deader than 4 o'clock. I mean, the last two seasons, how many you know special team scores did they get, or how many big special teams plays did they pull off? And you know, so it's not just the mistakes; it's also you know the lack of of plus plays and game changing plays that they haven't really had this year. You know, even things as simple as as field position in some games with some of the kickoffs and you know untimely short kickoffs and uh, you know. So I, I think it's it's unfortunate. It's usually just something you kind of come to rely on or hope that the Patriots oh well we'll have an advantage in this third phase and, and they haven't had the advantage and, and oftentimes you've seen this year that they've been at a disadvantage because of the special team. So um, you know something to look at in the off season when you talk about some of these older guys, Brandon King, guys who you know just play special teams. Is it time to you know get some guys who can do a couple different things, especially as you got to turn over the defense? Maybe some of those players that you know you have just as special teamers. You need to get guys that that can do both and. Uh, I think that'll be part of kind of the defensive turnover that happens this offseason. Uh, Walter also signs off his email by uh, just saying MD fan. Now, he's either Major a fa- Deuce fan. He's Deuce, either a Deuce, fan of doctors Deuce. or a fan of Mike Dussault, which is <laughs> not. Who isn't? You don't, but no. you don't get a lot of that. You don't get a lot of people just proclaiming unprompted <laughs> to be a fan of Mike Dussault. That's true. Oh, it just doesn't happen a lot. It's an exclusive club. Well, <laughs> small but very vocal. Just signing. signing I, I don't know if it's part of his permanent email signature, yeah. but, you know, it's just what he wants to be known as. So. I'm Mike Dussault. He's got the the deuce decoder pen. I'll send the secret message at the end of the show. Um, Big D. (laughs) Based on what based on what we've seen throughout the season, before we get into the you know the last batch of the final games for the regular season, who are your final four? Who are your final four? Ooh, my final four for Uh, the college basketball, (laughs) the NFL, the two teams left in the NFC and the two teams left in the AFC. If I had to say now, I'm going to say Green Bay. Yep. The Rams. Mm-hmm. Kansas City, and Cincinnati. Oh, oh. What do you think, Deuce? Yeah, I, I, I like those. I might go a little different. I might go Kansas City. I'm then kind of torn between Tennessee and Buffalo. Um, yeah, it's, I still think Tennessee. So if they play Buffalo, I think they're going to run all over them again. So I, I'd go Kansas City, Tennessee, and. I, I might still pick Tampa over the Rams. I, w- I would go with the Pack. They're always good to lose in the NFC Championship, but it's just it's hard to bet against Brady and Gronk. Even with you know, if it's just Evans, we'll see. But um, they're banged up. They got they're going to have to you know win some road games again. But uh, yeah, those are probably the two. I think those might be four. How important would it be for uh, for Aaron Rodgers to make to make a, a deep run this year? I don't think that his uh, his status as a as a you know a quarterback and as a, as a player is is in question at all. I think people recognize the talent, but it's it's the wins. You know how many times have you actually been there? How many times have you actually done it? Yeah. I think he needs another title to really be considered in that first breath of you know truly great capital G quarterbacks of all time. Because I've, I mean physically, just the tools. It's yeah. a, it's it's obviously there. I don't know how you argue that. 
but I think he needs one more. I think he needs another one. I do too. I mean, I, I said it this week. I kind of made a joke on the show where you know, I don't watch a lot of the Green Bay games, and you kind of hear throughout the season how good they are and how great he is. And I, you know, you see in the highlights, yeah, yeah, never quite get like a feeling of like, wow, this is a loaded team. Like it just kind of feels like Aaron Rodgers. And then you get to the second or third round of the playoffs, and then like, ah, he just couldn't pull it out. Like it just that's always they're not seems a loaded to be every team. Time that's happens. why I think he's really good. Yeah, no. I don't think their teams are all that good. But do you think he needs another ring for? What? Posterity. Like, just to be... Yeah, I mean, certainly, the more rings you have, the better. I'm not a huge scoreboard guy. I like to watch guys. But most people would say, like, um, the guys that I argue with every week, Mike and Tony, forget it. If you don't win, forget it. If you don't have the titles, not, not even worth talking about. Like, Dan Marino stinks to them. You know, like, it's... He's got to win more titles. Now, I will say, Aaron Rodgers, I've been highly critical of Aaron Rodgers for not winning more when it counts. And I think that part of the reason they don't win more when it counts is him. I think part of it was his coach for a while. Uh, well, he did have a buffoon for a head coach <laughs> for, for, for a stretch there. Speaking of that buffoon, you watched the Cowboys last night. Yeah. What did you think of the Cowboys last night? Oh, I didn't. You know, did I watch that game? Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't really. I, I told you I watched Dope Sick. <laughs> I didn't see much of that game okay. last night. Wow, I knew surprising. that the Eagles weren't playing anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Even when you're not playing anybody, you can look good not playing anybody, or you can look bad not playing anybody. I thought they looked pretty good not playing anybody. They're another one I can't get a, a finger on because when they, I mean, I've seen them throughout the year sporadically, and I feel like, man, they look they look really good. C.D. Lamb, uh, C.D. Lamb had a catch Ellie's. last night in traffic that was so ridiculous, and the the contact that he took after the catch and the yards he gained after the catch. And, you know, this is my problem with the Cowboys because I still think they are going to falter at some point. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it's going to be a result of, either their coach or maybe them thinking they're better than they are. But they're they're pretty damn good. So they'd have to have a, you know, a m- massive sense of self to, you know, underperform, you know, what they think of themselves because they, they're – that's a good team. They are. I it mean, bugs I, me. It's just – it's – it's funny because you see a team in person here, and like I just like Patriots had no answers for Dak Prescott. Um, they were outstanding, obviously. Ceedee Lamb with the overtime winner, um, you know. And in, in a lot of ways, it's like, man, this is this is a tough matchup for the Patriots, and you know, I still think that's the case going forward. But um, I agree, though. They they they're just like one of those teams where, again, same kind of thing with Green Bay. You hear they're good, they're under the radar, and then you know, all of a sudden. They they're going to put it together. I don't know. That's that's a good question. I know everybody is waiting for that. Cowboys are huge draw, and it'd be probably good for the league if, if they did make a little bit of a run. But um, you know, looking at some of the standings now, it's uh, that that NFC playoffs man. That is going to be a tough tough bloodbath. I mean, Arizona. I mean, they were atop the NFC for most of the season. Now they're down in the fifth seed. I mean, I know today there'll be a lot to play out, but there will be some real tough games. I mean, geez, Tampa Bay versus Jimmy G maybe in San Francisco. That'd be that'd be an interesting one too. No kidding. Um, but all right, should we should yeah. we have our uh, our fun now that Paul's gone? Yes, please. Paul, not your dude. <laughs> not your dude. Oh, oh, Mr. Tough Guy. Uh, you know, I, I, I have a topic, unless you have something no, that is, uh, okay. Yeah, I'll throw it out there. Uh, and it is the topic of science fiction films and TV shows. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't call myself like a huge fan, but if there's a good one, I am into it. 
And uh, I, I, I gave you a recommendation on a new show called The Expanse, mm-hmm. which I think started in 2015. Morel, you on board with The Expanse? I have not watched it. It is in my queue list, though. That's so good. That's I, what I've I, heard. I am amazed at how good it is. And, like, the, the quality of show that's produced for Amazon Prime, you know? like Where'd this come from? With, and I don't even know who a lot of these actors are. They're, they're, they're all really good. The story is great. The effects are fantastic. And it's based on a, a series of books, I guess, which, you know, helps. That's usually uh, yeah. sci-fi. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's how it starts. Yeah. But there was another one that I watched earlier today, and it oh. reminded me of another of my favorite, which not everybody is on board with. The movie is Prometheus. Oh. It was on it was on this morning. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You, you a fan of Prometheus? That People are in or out on that movie. Um. Yeah, I, I do like it. I, I interesting because I love aliens. This is an, that, this is the alien origin story. Huge uh, huge fan of of the second movie. I mean, all of them very different alien to aliens. And, Hold and on then a second. Everything. You're you're a huge fan of James Cameron's second aliens. One. Yeah. Okay, and and I am too. But that's bubblegum mm. compared to Prometheus. Oh yeah, that's a pop. Uh, Aliens is a popcorn movie. Yeah, you know what? I, I think the problem with Prometheus for me, and it was okay. I was okay with it. It was just I don't need to know. Like it seemed like you need to to put all the creation of the alien creatures into like, well, this is what it was, and this is who created them, and this is why. And I just want to see Marines go fight aliens. <laughs> And blow stuff up. I have to be Uh, careful because me defending Prometheus and the origin story sounds like somebody who would be into the whole Marvel universe, (laughs) (laughs) which I am not. Love Prometheus. It was great. I thought it was really good. Now, what's the second movie? Alien Covenant, and it was trash. Yeah, Covenant was not great, but I still enjoyed it because it continues the same story, and there's a lot to try and, like, figure out. You know, they de- it's not all spelled out for you, which I'm cool with. No. You know, they leave a lot of open-ended stuff. It's like, wait a second. So the engineers, they did this on purpose. They're, they're, they're doing what to create what for what reason. It's not kind of explained. It's all – It's I, I get the feeling we're being tricked into watching an allegory for a much bigger story with, like, religious and spiritual connotations under the guise of a sci-fi movie. And I don't mind being tricked either. I'm like, oh, okay, you tricked me into watching something thoughtful just because it had spaceships in it. Yeah. But that's I'm okay with that. Go ahead and trick me. So your thumbs up. Your thumbs up on all oh, on, Prom- on, on all of it. Prometheus and even Ali- uh, the Covenant. I've watched it a couple of times, and I, uh, I'm not going to fight you because you said it's trash. On like the level of Alien Three, you know. It's oh. it's not, but it's not Prometheus either. Can I can Prometheus? I just say, is can I say something terrific. about like I, as a, as a moviegoer, never been more angry. Loved Aliens. Favorite movie as a kid. I saw it in the theater. I think I was ten, which maybe a little bit young for that movie, but was just like blown away by it. Alien Three. Hicks, he lived. Hicks was my favorite. Michael Bean. They killed him in the credits. Like, I have never been more upset in my whole life that, like, I'm going to see this movie. I want to see my favorite movie character of all times. And they literally, it'd be like Han Solo getting killed in the credits. Lost my mind. Lost my mind. And then it's funny, my wife, she was going to get me a, a cameo, which I think, you, do you do those? Cameo? Make a little cameo? I have not uh, made myself available <laughs> for a while on the cameos. Uh, things were getting a little weird. There was some guy who wanted me to show my bare feet on the cameo. 
I swear to God, it's this guy who's got like a foot fetish. He's all over Twitter posting photos of men's feet, and he wanted me to show my bare feet on a cameo. I'm out. And I uh, it. That was like one of the first ones I ever got, but he popped up again. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a break yeah. from the cameos for a while. It's uh, uh, it's not like uh, you know people were beating down my door for him in the first place. And uh, weird. Yeah. yeah. And I was getting goofed on more than anything. Like friends and family members would send me screenshots. It's like, oh, you're on cameo. How much does it cost? I'm like, okay, you know what? Seven bucks. This wasn't my idea. This wasn't even my idea. <laughs> well, so why don't you let why don't, why don't right. just step step away from that? Well, my wife was going to get me one from Michael Bean, but I was going to tell her, I'm like, just just have him do a rant about how pissed he was that they killed his guy in the opening credits and just be like, I know you were with me. You know, that was my, which would have been funny because actually when I lived in LA, I worked for a production company that did a lot of like behind the scenes stuff and we did an alien series thing, interviewed him. I was like a PA at the time. I wasn't. I was just. Li- but he was pissed that they killed his character. Like, yeah, you do this whole movie. Like, he was still upset about it. So, yeah, that's my that's my Hicks alien rant for us. I that. like <laughs> it. I like it. Okay, that's good. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't have any uh, comments on cameo other than I've seen some really good ones. I've seen some really bad ones, and I was gifted one um, from. Uh, our producer at, oh, on the yeah, Sports yeah. Hub, Jim Louth, for Christmas two, three years ago, got me a Rick Mahorn cameo <laughs> yeah. from the Pistons' Bad Boys, <laughs> and it was fantastic. He appears stoned to the bejesus. He's got a Santa hat on. It was a Christmas present. He's got Christmas carols playing in the background. You could tell he just pulled it up, looked at it, one take done. It was great. What does a Rick Mahorn uh, cameo run run these days? I mean, what, what are they generally price range like fifty bucks, hundred bucks, something like that? I don't know what he caught. Co- uh, I can look it up easily because you kind of, if you're doing it, you kind of have to say what you think you're worth, right? Like you got to have to kind of monetize or put a put a number on your celebrity, right? Um, yeah, yeah, and there is yeah, they help you with that. The cameo people. There's a, it's a really good company. It <laughs> yeah. really is. They're very uh, they're, they're, like the guy who, the guy who signed me up. Played for the uh, the Patriots oh. for a hot minute, and he runs um, he runs like the the like media and sports division for the the eastern part of the country for a cameo or something. Paul or should, Perillo should do a cameo. I think there'd be fans out there, right? That oh would yeah, want a Paul Perillo. Oh yeah, like he'll yell at you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. A Rick Mahorn cameo appears that will cost you do 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 forty four dollars. 44. Yep. Not 40, not 50. Nope. 44. All right. All right. Well, now you know. There we go. Let's go back to the phones. <laughs> 855-PATS-500. Email webradio at patriots.com. Melvin in Tennessee. What's up, Melvin? What's up, y'all? What's going on? Hey, Melvin. Hey. I don't have too much for the game win. I mean, it, it yeah. doesn't have to be more, you know, drastic than that. It's very simple. Win the game. Yep. But, Hart, I wanted to talk to you and ask you something specifically. I'm, you probably have covered this. Uh, somebody, I'm sure, has at least talked about it. So, looking at the Lions, do you care? that? Well, I mean, obviously their coach is very likable. I find it very hard. Not hard, but it's weird how much I root for him. I think the team really likes him. But do you like If you're being a fan, do you like him or are you just like, that's cool that you like the guy, but I'm going to need some more production. It's hard for me to get behind somebody until you all actually string together some wins because they look pretty promising. They're young. they got some little pieces. And I don't know exactly where, it, being a Lions fan, where you would like. 
All right. Well, are you the, happy or are you, or do you not care? Uh, no, I do, I do care, and uh, he won me over this year for, for two reasons. Number one, the way he handled himself after their first win, not the tie, but their first win, when he went to the podium, he didn't talk about biting kneecaps or ankles or anything else. There had been a school shooting the previous week just outside Detroit in uh, a town not far from where I grew up, and he spent his time at the podium addressing that in a very heartfelt, serious and what I felt to be a genuine manner, and I thought that that showed me that, you know, this guy understands a lot, and I thought that was pretty cool. And the biggest thing I can say about him, Melvin, this team is playing for him. That those yeah. guys are out there playing games, not like a uh, now hopefully a three and fourteen or yeah, yeah three fourteen three and tw- we got a lot of losses. Three thirteen and one <laughs> is what they they'll be if they win this one today, I believe. They're not playing like a, you know, you see teams like just giving up on the season. I've ne- I haven't seen this team. I haven't seen an ounce of quit in them this year. So they're playing right. for them. So I, th- what whatever that's good for, I'll take it. You know, they do play hard yeah. every week. Yeah. So, is he a good coach? I don't know. Oh, uh, I don't think he is. But they play hard <laughs> for him. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just so weird because I mean, of course, last year we—I mean, last week we just saw Jacksonville come up and basically put on their uniforms and nothing else. And then, I but you're saying, but are you watching them today? Yeah, yeah. I, did watch, I don't know what's going on. They're just, <laughs> well, all, they're all different players. I mean, for, for I mean, there's no excuse for what the Colts are doing. Right, there's none. Right, they're, they're, they're two and fourteen with all of these guys. They played the other. They played 12 out of the 14 losses. This is the same guys that stink. They have the worst roster in football. There's no excuse for what the Colts are doing. But don't go by last week when they had 27 guys on Wednesday. 27 guys were on COVID. Now, some of those guys played in the game. Um, some of them didn't. I think they still had nine guys, Mike, by the end of the game that yeah, didn't. nine starters, I think. Was that didn't play. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, but I'm not trying to, like, make excuses for Jacksonville because they stink. Um, but this is not the same team that we saw last week. That's part of it. All right, Melvin. Thank you. All later. Good to hear from you, buddy. Yeah. So well, it's meanwhile, Tennessee's uh, on the verge of losing. This could be good for the Patriots, and I'll tell you why. Um, real quick, can I? Can you indulge me in seed talk? Yes. Oh yeah. Fred's not here. He won't <laughs> yell at us. Um, so I was one of the few that I did not think that the Chiefs' loss last week was a good development for the Patriots because it sort of puts the the Chiefs in the you know, yeah. the possible early opponent thing. Like, depending on how things fall, you might end up having to play the Chiefs in a game that you don't want to. Now, it doesn't look like with the Colts' loss. I think that's probably out the window now. But wouldn't you rather have um, Wouldn't you rather have the Chiefs have to play an extra game and have the Titans? Because I think the Titans aren't as good as Kansas City. I don't know how anybody else feels. I think the Titans are a paper tiger. I don't think they're all that good. Um, so if the if they end up losing, then the Chiefs vault into the number one spot and the Titans are number two. I think that's better for the Patriots because, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's better for the Patriots because it sort of takes Kansas City out of that possibility. You don't want to play Kansas City right away. If you have to play them in the AFC Championship at some point, fine. Yeah. But I think that the later you play them, the better. I mean, I also don't, if, you know, if Tennessee's able to hold on and they're kind of sitting there for a week. I think that wouldn't be too bad. I mean, you're the five seed. You win, you know, good chance you're the lowest one. Then you got to go to Tennessee. 
I, you know, getting them right out of the gate, having them a little rusty. Well, now you're elim- with Derek now, now this week you're eliminating all the, so. uh, all the upsets. Last <laughs> week you had everybody else upsetting the team. I go every which way. I like how he does it. <laughs> I like how he does it. I can't wait till tonight when they're like, here's who's playing and this is it. Yeah. Um, let's go to Christian in L.A. before we do the uh, over-unders. And then uh, we've got our Sunday six-pack that we have to take care of today as well. But uh, Christian, first, you're up. What do you got? Hey, you guys. Good afternoon. And uh, for one, for starters, you have to have Alien Covenant to explain how the engineers began to make the aliens that are in Predator. Remember, (laughs) they exist in the same universe, and so the engineers are the people that made them both. There's a whole comic book series about it that has all the backstories, in case you're wondering. (laughs) But on to football. On to football today. I really think today is that, is that day that we make that, that leap and beat Miami in Miami. This is, uh, you know, we're sure. reputed for the struggles we have late in the season in Miami. I think in some ways a team can get inside another team's head or get a coaching, uh, you know. Yeah, this is a game whatever. the Patriots should win. I absolutely but, agree. But I think the Patriots are on a trajectory where it's like, okay, that was then, this is now. I think we march into the playoffs, and I think we reel off at least two surprise victory. And I think the X factor in both of those games is we finally realize that every team knows now that when Nikhil Harry is on the field and he points his left foot in, that it's going to be a run. I think it's now the perfect setup, now that we've baited the hook, for us to throw some play-action passes to Nikhil Harry making a big-body receiver cross right across the middle for some key third down. I think that's going to be our X factor, like weapon during the playoffs. And he's going to totally redeem himself, along with Amandre Stevens having a stellar, stellar game for early uh, exiting Damian Harris. Thoughts, gentlemen? I like the Stevenson. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think Stevenson will be the main ball carrier today. I know. We'll see what we get like, out of Just like last week. I think Harry. he'll be the yeah. guy. Harry? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Uh, hey, Christian, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. I, I would expect him to be the main ball carrier today, too, and I don't mind it. Um I would like him to stay healthy, too, for the postseason because I think they're going to need him. I like, I like how he runs the ball. It's just – what is it? What is he listed at? 220? Yeah. yeah, Something yeah like that? Probably in that range, 220, 230. Oh, man, he's, he's light. Yeah, he, he – 220, 221, whatever what, it takes. Whatever it <laughs> <laughs> And on that note. It's time for this week's edition of Over-Unders. You're over me? When were you under me? All right, over-unders, um, it is up for grabs in terms of the top spot, I would say, but barely. What do we have from uh, last week, and what do we have for the season? Last week, Mike and Paul went 4-2, and two, Hardy went 3-3, three and three, and on the season, Paul 55-41, Mike 51-45, Hardy 40-56. and 56. All right, so really, you, you need a big week here, Deuce. I do. That's, I what, do. that's what needs to happen here, and you're going to – have the benefit of going first here in the over-unders for this week. What are we starting with, Matt? Mac Jones passing yards, 214.5. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to go over on that one. I think he has a pretty good day. Yeah, I think that's a pretty low number, too. I will go over as well. Uh, I have to go over. There's really not much uh, for me to do in in terms of playing catch-up here. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to be honest with all my picks today. We're all going over on that one. All right, Ramondre Stevenson, rushing yards, 54.5. Paul, you're up first. I will take the over on that. I just uh, made a mention that I think Stevenson will be the main ball carrier today, um, and I think he keeps that going. 
Um, fifty-four and a half. Yes, I will. But you know, we got to be we got to be careful here in terms of the passing yards and the rushing yards. But uh, I, I I don't think it's a ton over than that. But it's it's over. I'm gonna just play the odds, try to go for a win. I'm gonna go under. There you go. Smart. I yeah, like it. It's not fair. I like it. No, it's totally fair. It's fine. <laughs> Two uh, passing yards. Two twenty-six and a half. Uh, I expect a uh, a day from the defense here. Let's not uh, let's not forget about Kyle Van Noy. Does he have something to prove against this team today? Probably. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> let's find out. Well, humor humor me with an actual answer. You think Kyle Van Noy has something to prove against this team today? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm still going under. <laughs> if he can be a little disruptive. Yeah, I'm going to go under too. Tua. Yeah, I'll, I will say I'll, he'll have like 27 completions, but still be under that 226. <laughs> oh. Because they'll, they'll all go like three yards. See, it's, this isn't working out well for you, Deuce. I you guys know, have I know. two of the same. That's, that's Jalen Waddle receiving yards, 56 and a half. Whew. He's real good. Enjoyed watching him this week. I think it's, uh, it's a good matchup for him. I'm going to go over despite going under on Tua. I'm sorry. That's this is not a I'm just trying to win thing. I, I'm going to take the over on that. Well, you guys are both wrong. That one's going under. He had over that in the first game. I think he'll have over that in the last game. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, welcome in. Uh, we are watching the uh, warmups here on the Patriots pregame show. Seeing the Patriots there in Miami as they get ready to take on the Dolphins today in the final regular season contest. Warmups happening now. Look at them. They're getting warm. Damian Harris. Harris. I mean, he, we'll see how many carries he ends up getting today. But I, I, I still think they'll lean on Stevenson. But yeah. he's out there. He's, he's, uh, he's up today, as the, as the kids like to say. He's up. <laughs> right? That's, that's, a, that's yeah. Twitter jargon. That's yeah, I, I understand. He's up. Yeah, You're I up. know what it means. Brian Hoyer's up. All right, what else we got? Uh, Patriots, time of possession. No, Patri- oh. You didn't give your waddle over-under? Yeah, I did. He, went he said under. I said under. I missed it. I, more importantly, what I said was Deuce and Paul are both wrong, and that Waddle receiving yards <laughs> under 56 and a half. Under, watch okay. him go off That's for a Watch him attention. go off for 100. Yes, Mike was correct. Patriots time of possession at 24 and a half minutes. <laughs> I believe that's you, Paul. Or is Patriots that me? time of possession, 24 and a half minutes. Over. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why that one's so low. I think it's gonna be pretty. I think it's gonna be pretty balanced. I just probably end up being twenty nine thirty one something like that. Yeah. I, either way, so I'll go over that. Yeah, I'm over on that one too. Jeez, I didn't make it up. <laughs> <laughs> what do the sharps know? Total score. Let <laughs> me just and tell half. you something. This <laughs> might this might affect my my prediction of the game if that's what the. The Sharps have laid, yeah. laid the over-under at. But what does Vegas know about uh, Patriots' yes! time of possession today? <laughs> you don't have too many games where you don't have the ball for 24 minutes. Oh. All right, finally, total score? 40 and a half, sorry. 40 and a half on the total. I am going to go over 40 and a half. I'm trying to remember what my nah, – I'm going under. I'm trying to remember what my score prediction was. Uh I'm going to say, yeah, less. Yeah, I'm going to have to go under, too, because that's what my score pres- uh, prediction takes me. So I have to be consistent. You know what? I could have a, uh, a bit of a face-saving week here in the over-unders uh, in opposition to uh, you, you could, both you guys or, on a couple or, of these. But you, but you shan't. 
All right, let me see. We shan't work together again. Um, oh, now I'm sad. That's Spinal Tap. Now I'm sad. It's Spinal Tap. I know, but you sounded kind of serious. No, no. Let's step aside here. Eldred's hanging on. He'll hang on for this very short break. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, Eldred. This it's, break will be shorter than the call. It's Yeah, it's going to be like we're not even gone. We do have to thank Bose. They're proud to be the official sound and official headphones of the New England Patriots and the NFL. Bose Quiet Comfort Earbuds. Rule the quiet. Learn more at Bose.com. Yeah, Bose. TouchView Interactive is here to support your hybrid learning, distance learning, and video conferencing needs with easy-to-use tools that allow end users to collaborate, interact, and present seamlessly. TouchView Interactive offers a comprehensive line of accessories and software to support your audiovisual needs. Outfit your classrooms and presentation spaces with the future of interactive display technology. Visit touchview.com for more info. Offered by The Oker's Company. Celebrating 100 years of service and support. Football's back and it's time to go big. Pepsi pull pork sandwiches are game day greatness. Now we're ready for game day. Check out some more awesome recipes on madeforpatriotswatching.com. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. If you're going to spend... Don't watch movie number 23 and then get mad that you're confused on what's happening. You listen to me, Morell. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. It's not a theatrical. You listen here. I, I, I was not aware of that kind of vitriol going back and forth <laughs> when I left between Marine Corps and, and, and Hardy. Last week? Uh, any week. Oh yeah, it got it got real got contentious. Yep. It got really bad. Yep. I, I I don't want to leave the, the the show anymore. I don't want to miss that kind of stuff. You guys got to do something at halftime today. No. No. Okay. Well, it's canceled. 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 Okay. Right. There's KB. He's got a uh, you know Kendrick Bourne's got some incentives today. It could be a uh, big touchdown for the Titans. Julio Jones. Titans back in, but yeah, Bourne. Uh, if he has a big day, he'll make himself some money. I'm looking at, I was thinking that there aren't many people there yet, but we're still quite a ways from kickoff here. We got a 425 kick today, so no, the fans will eventually make their way into the stadium there. So this should be another Patriots type home game, wouldn't you think? I, think I so. would think yeah. so. You know, uh, this is a big travel game for uh, for Patriots. Well, it usually fans. is. I don't know about this late in the year, but I, I just think a lot of people down there, transplanted New Englanders and Miami, you know, they're out. Yeah. Yeah. There's Nelly back from his concussion. Good to see him back out there. That'll be good news. Outside receiver. Get back. Uh, knock some rust off here before the playoffs. Yeah, it'd be ni- it would <laughs> be nice to have him involved a little bit today, talking about that momentum for your key to the game here today. It's yeah. not really a key. You're a key. It's now that I think about it. A little bit. Yeah, well, it's more of a look-ahead key. It's it almost is. more a like a playoff loo? key. Yeah. It's a looky-loo? Yeah. yeah. My peepers are peeping something oh, coming. Oh, Hardy. Oh. I'm sorry. That's a Green Bay touchdown. Don't you worry about that. We got a ton of time. There is plenty of time to to gnaw on some ankles and to rip some kneecaps off. Oh, oh. that's taunting, no? He's just that taunt. felt like a taunt. <laughs> that will be enforced on the kickoff. Didn't love it. Is he reaching for his flag? He should be. Eldred in North Carolina. Let's hear it from uh, that Freightliner. What do you got, Eldred? <laughs> love it. How y'all doing? Excellent. How Yo. you doing, Eldred? All right, finna find me a spot to pull over so I can watch the game. 
But uh, got a couple questions. Okay. Okay. Kansas City lost. Let's say Tennessee lose, right? Let's say Buffalo K- K- lose. Kansas City won. Kansas City won, yeah. Oh, they won? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought it. No, wishful. Yeah, they needed th- everybody to lose. Yeah, wishful thinking. It would have been. It would would have been nice. And believe me, it was close. I mean, they no, it was a cl- <laughs> it was a good game. It was a good game yeah. last yeah, night. The Broncos played well. The Chiefs played well yeah, too. Okay. I mean, it yeah. was a good game. Yeah, it was. I didn't see that game. I was talking about. I was, I was talking about Kansas. City. I've got they played yesterday. Yeah, yeah. The but, Chiefs um, won. The well, tech. The Titans are up ten in the fourth quarter. Um, so it looks like if Buffalo loses, you could still get to three. Three. Right? But we have to win, though. Yeah. If, to win. yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, uh, that obviously yeah, is yeah. contingent upon yeah, a Patriots yeah. win. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So my other question was, I was wondering about Aguilar, but you already answered. Yep. I was yep. hoping he sit the bench and let Wilkerson play because I don't like him flip-flop and put him back on the practice squad. Yeah. yeah. You know. I, I, the thing with Wilkerson last week, and there's a lot of Wilkerson talk after the last game. It really amazes me, to be honest uh, with you. Well, what, what's, what's amazing about it, Paul? Like what, did, like, what did Nelson Aguilar do that people think that he, like, couldn't catch a couple of passes that Wilkerson caught last week? Like, if people want to say, I want Wilkerson over Harry, fine. Yes. But it's not a it's not, that's not a one for one. It's Aguilar is back. So they don't need to bring another guy from the practice squad. Like they don't there's there's not a need for it. That's the only like I, I that's the part I don't get. Yeah, I, I, well, it, well, well Paul, I, I can answer that for you. I can answer that for you. He, he only had a couple good games with us, but I seen him in Philly and I also saw him in Oakland. And the same guy. You know. Yeah, he's better than Christian uh, Wilkerson, okay. though. Well, Wilkerson is young and coming on. Is Aguilar, he? That's, that's, that's been his whole track, I think. My, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. No, But, El- but to me, I, I, I don't trust. I never did like Aguilar when he first came out. I, I, I don't love a- Aguilar problem. either, but he's a, I mean, he's a better NFL player than Christian Wilkerson. But like I said, he's a young guy, so yeah, uh, let him train. Young. He's train just like, like Matt, you know. That's what I was looking at. I hope they would pair together or whatever, but but that's on the coaches and I guess it's up to Wilkerson and all that too though. Well they gotta show show that he's better, but I still say I would have tried that one. Well then gave, then gave Aguilar one more week. Eldred to, to, for Wilkerson to like as as you say, if you want him to continue to develop, this is not the the time of the season where you start, you know, working things out with a with a player. And I would also say for Wilkerson, uh, you know, as well as he played last week Let's really break it down. Yeah, I think I think he ended up yeah. with four catches on eight targets. Right. He dropped a couple that yeah. he need he needed to no. catch those balls. I think he dropped yeah. two and was in the wrong place. And I'm sorry. In week 17, I'm going to say that Mac Jones was right and the receiver was wrong. Yeah, and it, the, okay. and the ones that he did catch, one of them he was wide open. There was nobody the t- the in his zip The two touchdowns, he was completely uncovered. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the other one, it was it was a nice play and he made a nice catch, but he was open. And and it wasn't like he had to create a whole bunch of separation, just run to a part of the field where no one else is, and you'll be open. Right. There's a difference between cre- creating separation to get open and just getting open because the defense isn't playing that great. And I, th- I think that was the case. Now, you still could be right, Aldred, and he could end up being a very good player. I just don't want I, – I don't want to take time today or, you know, in week one of the playoffs – 
Yeah, let's we, let's well, let's yeah, fig- yeah let's figure this out. Let's see what Wilkerson yeah, now, is all if about. Something not happens now, if, if but, something happens to one of these guys physically today, and you're missing him. I think Wilkerson's a good fallback as you know, sort of that fourth receiver that you can call up for the practice squad in yep. the playoffs. Yeah, he got some experience the last you know the last couple of weeks, and uh, you know I, I think that that's something you could you could fall back on. Yeah, I just think you need. Okay. Yeah. Can I say just one more thing? Though? Of course. Okay. Matt is a, de- is a de- uh, de- developmental player because I know he's a quarterback, but he never been in this position before, not in the NFL. Alabama, yeah, but not here either. So it's still, to me, it's just like apples to apples. You think the quarterback who's played every game and the receiver who's played no, uh, uh, off no, the no, practice no, squad is apples no, to what apples? What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is, is well, he had more, more training than, than Wilkinson did. But maybe I'm, maybe I'm replacing that wrong. But it's still like he's still a developmental player too. He ain't been in the position either, like Wilkerson hasn't been. No, you know but what I, I mean? if but, but they did have if the if the Patriots had a like a starting quarterback option over Mac Jones, I, I think they would have used him. No, like yeah, I, I, I don't I don't really understand the correlation between a practice squad receiver and the fifteenth overall pick in the draft who's played all year. He started every game. Like, why you think that that's the same? Apples to apples kind of comparison. Playoffs. I mean, the first time they both gonna be in the playoffs together. At least you know that's what I'm looking at. But I know he's been there for 17 games. Okay, no hands and buts about that. He's started. But like I say, still you don't know what you. Well, how much you hand diversity wants the playoffs get here? That's what I'm saying. It's still on 30. But the way he's playing now, I'll take it. I'm talking about Matt. Where you playing now? I'll take it. But like I say, he's still a rookie, so. Still, you know, is that that little bump? Maybe, maybe not. Oh yeah, that's D- what I'm saying. There's a there's a that's there's a saying. lot still to be seen for sure. Well, Eldred, yeah, Mac is going into mm-hmm. uncharted waters. He yeah. hasn't. He's never played in the playoffs, but he's the starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, we we're not yep. going to sit him for no, somebody no. else. No. If I had like no, the no. if I had the equivalent of Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, and Nelson Aguilar to play a quarterback instead of Mac, I would have done that all year, just like they did at wide receiver. Look at oh, no, your no, no, look no, at no, your no, lions, I'm, Hardy. I'm look at saying, your lions. Saying, don't don't sit, Matt. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you know they're just playoff experience. They both is new at it. That's all I'm saying. Both. New yeah, but one guy has never played in the NFL. It's not about playoff experience for Wilkerson. He's never played. Period. Period. He yep, played. So he, I mean, he basically mind. played in one <laughs> game. Yeah. Yeah, one game. Yeah, well, Eldred, like uh, that, uh, pull over, mean, find a find a place to watch the good. yeah, find a safe place to watch the game, and hopefully we'll talk to you in the post game, Eldred. We'll definitely All talk right, to you in the post game, Biggie. Right. See you, buddy. Okay. Yeah. All, right. All right, there we go. All right, step aside one final time here. We can uh, keep watching the uh, the warm ups here. If anything develops, we'll let you know. Otherwise, uh, back to uh, do the Sunday six pack and wrap up the Patriots pregame show, fueled by Duncan. Football's back, and it's time to go big. Pepsi pull pork sandwiches are game day greatness. Now we're ready for game day. Check out some more awesome recipes on madeforpatriotswatching.com. An active lifestyle means you never stop moving. That's why only Theragun devices are designed to release your body's deepest muscle tension. So you can do the things you love. Land that pose... Hit that final rep, taste success, and do it all over again. 
You only have one body. Make it a Therabody. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. That was a tour de force. That was a tremendous, tremendous amount of fact laced with vitriol. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Hardy. Welcome back to the Patriots pregame show fueled by Duncan. It's Hardy, Paul Perillo, Mike Dussault. Uh, bringing you closer and closer to kickoff for the season finale as the Patriots visit the Dolphins. Looking at warm-ups right now as these two teams getting ready to face off today. Could be a, a very tight game. We're going to get the final score predictions to go along with our uh, Sunday six-pack here. Momentarily, though. DeAndre Swift just scored a touchdown to put your Lions ahead uh, in Detroit, mind you. Yeah. Uh, and shush the crowd. <laughs> what? Because they're all Packers fans there? I don't know, but that happened with the Knicks game the other night, too. I forget who it was when the Celtics uh, were playing the Knicks, and the Knicks came back. They were down, like, 24 or something, and he shushed the crowd because the crowd was booing them. So maybe that was happening in Detroit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't shushing. Know. There, I, I hope he was shushing a, uh, you know. We don't shush at chaos. Well, yeah. <laughs> hopefully he was shushing you a group got of. got that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's get smart. Oh goodness gracious, you are you are awesome. You're well, a treasure. You are a, an absolute delight, Hardy. Thank you very much. Let's let's take one more call here. Hello. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, nobody nobody can see it on the. <laughs> he on he the took social. a call on his sneaker, shoe phone. That was a, that was a, <laughs> uh, a Maxwell Smart reference there. Um, hopefully, he was uh, shushing a, uh, a Packers fan contingent there at Ford Field. Oof. I, I, it doesn't mean anything. I just I'd like to see the Lions, you know, win a couple of meaningless yeah. games, and you know, well, all they're they're playing the Packers. Yeah, they're playing a real team, so that's fun. All right, that's uh, a good time. Patriots in their whites. Uh, the um, Dolphins uh, are in their uh, throwbacks. Oh, great they're, unis! They are great unis. They're throwback uh, aquamarine. Just go back to those full time. So Jacksonville is going to beat the Colts. That one's uh, pretty much done. Four and a half minutes left, but they're up twenty three points. Good lord. And uh, oh, the Colts can get in if Pittsburgh Patriots and the Chargers all lose. <laughs> so they're gonna have a but fun Pittsburgh afternoon. But Pittsburgh just took Pittsburgh just took the lead, correct? Right, and Baltimore's driving. But uh, the plus the Patriots aren't gonna lose. Uh, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out what your actual score prediction is here as part of the Sunday six pack. Let's do it. Oh. This is the Sunday six pack, so kick back and listen to the position. I'm itching to get the picks back. You better bring a big stack. Don't get it mixed yet. I came to win it. Yeah, this is the Sunday six pack. Sunday six pack. What happened last week? What are the season totals, Matt Morell? Hardy five and one. Paul three and three. Mike two and four. Gosh, I thought you went six and zero oh last week. I must have lost one last week. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know. I trust Matt. I don't double-check his work. I didn't double-check it this week. No need. It was all right. Uh, Hardy on the season, 50-36. and 36, Paul, 45-41. and 41, Mike, 41-45. and 45. Ouch. All right. So here we go. All right. The 4-12 and 12 New York Jets at the 10-6 and 6 Buffalo Bills. Buffalo minus 16-and-a-half. Woo. That's a big number. I do think Buffalo will win, but based on 
some of these games that are a little close and unexpected, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take the Jets plus sixteen point five. Yeah, I think Buffalo got a chance to watch some of these games at one o'clock, and uh, if they didn't have their full attention already, they have it now. I'm gonna take Buffalo. Okay, I cannot lay sixteen and a half points. I can't do it. So I'm gonna go with the Jets right there with you, Deuce. The nine and seven San Francisco 49ers at the twelve and four Los Angeles Rams. The Lar minus three and a half. Pauly Paul, good game. Um, uh, I'm going to take the Lar, but San Francisco owns the Lar, so I'm really worried about that. I can't, but and, and I was reading this earlier, and I guess I I kind of knew in the back of my head, but they absolutely own that team. I think it's five in a row. Or something. Yeah, it's crazy. And they've both been good, so it's not like you know. A, a, crazy situation where one team is good and the other team isn't they're both good but call it the you know the lions guy me i just i i like stafford i like him in this matchup today the rams are home i'll take the rams and i think that i think they win by a touchdown today but to win by four that sounds reasonable so i'm on the i'm on the rams too yeah it sounds about right to me i'm on the rams as well all right the eight and eight new orleans saints at the seven and nine atlanta falcons new orleans minus four yeah um Again, just with the wackiness going on here in this final uh, week and what we've seen earlier, I like a home dog. I'm going to take the Falcons. Yeah, tough one. Jeez, it's like who's even playing for the Saints anymore? Um, I'm going to though. I'm going to take the Saints on the road. What the heck? Yeah, I think the Falcons are going to play hard because they hate the Saints and uh, they would love to keep the Saints out of the playoffs. So I am going to be with Hardy. I'm going to take the Falcons. The five and eleven Carolina Panthers at the twelve and four Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks minus ten. Yeah, that's 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 a pretty good spread, but I think that's about right. I'm going to take Tampa Bay minus ten. Yeah, I think the Bucks um, need to flush uh, all the crap out of their system from the past week, and I think that they will do it by um, beating up on the Panthers today at home, where they've been dominant. Yeah, I don't know if the Antonio Brown departure like galvanizes this team <laughs> or. You know what it means to them. I just think the Bucks are are capable of playing so much better than they've been playing. Ten points is a lot in a regular season finale. I think the the Bucks could win by two touchdowns and not even play all that well against the Panthers. So I think we're all taking the Bucks. Sunday Night Football nine and seven Los Angeles Chargers at the nine and seven Las Vegas Raiders. Lack minus three. What do you got there, Paul? Uh, I'm going to take. <laughs> You want to start? I, guys, I, I, I said on, Vegas. I said Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take I'm going to take Vegas in this game. I think I took the Chargers during the week, but I'm going to be wishy washy and take Vegas. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers in this one. I think that I, I, what? Yeah, I mean, me too. I don't. Oh, okay. I, it's a tough one. I think it's a it's a pick 'em. Um, geez, I saw that sounds like the the Raiders stadium is is going to be crazy. Um, but I'm going to go with the Chargers on the road. Uh, although I don't feel great about it. All right, the ten and six New England Patriots at the eight and eight Miami Dolphins. New England minus six and a half. Who'd you take in that Vegas game? I took the Chargers. And today I am uh, I, I'm picking the Patriots to win, but not to cover. I have the Patriots twenty four twenty today. Twenty four twenty. So I will take the Dolphins plus six and a half. I like the Patriots twenty four. Uh, I got the Patriots twenty four fourteen. Uh, I think it'll be a little close to begin with, but Patriots pull away late uh, and. Lock it up, 24-14. Yeah, I'm going to take the Patriots as well. Uh, I have 26-13. to 13. A lot of field goals. I, I think that the defense makes it tough in the red zone. The, the constant blitzing, I think, 
kind of throws off timing down there. It'd be a lot of field goals. And I like Nick Folk in that in that kind of a game. I think he makes them. So I thought Hardy would like that. I appreciate 26, that. 26-13, Nengland. All right, so we've got uh, some of these uh, 1 o'clock games wrapping up here. Are yeah. the, what, what happened with the Lions? You were pointing at the screen. They got a turnover, and they were running the other way with it. So I think they have the ball now um, late in the game. Fantastic. With the lead. All right. Um, I, this is a huge call in the Tennessee-Houston game. They got the first down, and then Houston challenged the spot. I think they're going to uphold the call. Yes, they had first and 10 on the scoreboard. So I think that's going to just about do it. Uh, not quite victory formation, as Scott Hansen might say, <laughs> uh, but no timeouts <laughs> for Houston and uh, one play before the two-minute warning, and then I, I think it will be uh, hard-pressed for the – Texans, but see, I just I don't I'm not a huge believer in the Titans, Mike. I love Vrabel and I love their toughness. If if Derrick Henry could have made it back this week and gotten say five, six, seven carries, I would feel differently about them. But the word this morning that I heard was he wasn't really in consideration. They just he just started doing football drills this Mm -hmm. week, so that means he's going to need another week. You know they'll have the bye. You know, assuming they don't do anything stupid here, they'll have the bye. So he'll get another week to rest, and then he's going to get his first action in the playoffs. Like, does that sound like something that you can rely on? Mm. That sounds like something that the foot, you know, goes out on the third carry of the game, and then what? Yeah. That huge letdown. So I'm not a huge believer of the the, the Titans right now. Especially when one of their key players is just now resuming football activities. (laughs) That's that's never a good thing. Right? Do we use use that term in football? Is that just for baseball? Well, that's what they said this morning. Is that? No. Football drills. Okay, but they use drills for football and baseball. It's baseball activities. Activities. Yeah. Okay, we got a loose ball on the onside kick for Cincinnati and Cleveland. We got a lot of red zone to watch here in the final minutes here. Uh, We'll be back to talk to you after the uh, game for the Pulse Game Show. Thank you for listening and watching. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.